brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Room. Welcome to Couch in the Rube, presented by SkyMint Premium Cannabis, inspiring all of us to look better, love better, feel better, just be better people every damn day of their lives. And our Thursday night show, presented by our friends at Firekeepers Casino and the Firekeepers iCasino and Sportsbook app. Download the app today, play the games we're playing, including some games that we're betting this weekend, and some games we're going to get into with Harry Gagnon later. Uh, after the Groovy Donut Twitter questions or in the middle of the Groovy Donut Twitter questions. We'll take a break for that. Download the app. You will enjoy the promotions. You'll enjoy the daily odds boost. It's a great user experience. And if you've got a weekend free, go down to Dacey's Tap Room and Sportsbook at uh, Firekeeper's Casino. An unbelievable experience. Jason, how you doing, man? Are we going to have to talk to Harry about his... Uh his bathtub video that he almost went lats after hours. It was a little much. I got to say, I got nervous. It starts, you know, well, nothing offends me. It's just like, you know, like Harry, I just, I just don't want you getting like in trouble or something with cousin Sal or showing your mule off on a, hot tub video it felt like that's where it was going it was it was was concerning Uh, a lot of chest hair flowing it was just like wild a a lot of a lot of really interesting things going on in that video and and almost too much i'm surprised he didn't retake it i I don't know if i mean i I give harry a lot of credit you think it's uh take two gagnon and i don't think think he does take his first one yeah yeah i i harry is more comfortable with his body than i am put it that way i don't think it must be nice if you it looks like a freeing feeling yes you know you don't have to hurry up and grab a towel when you're like in the bathroom or something, I don't know. I mean, I walk completely naked throughout the house all the time. Jesus, but that's when nobody's Why do you home. Do that, or my wife's working upstairs. 
Just because, like, like you, you, have, of, you have like windows and stuff, though. Yeah, that's their problem. Kind of neighborhood. In. I don't mind that. How is it their problem? Though? You know, we we have blinds, and so I don't I don't walk by open windows that aren't like you know. But you don't have like no underwear, or nothing, just straight. Well, usually I usually naked. I've got boxes, but what, and usually I throw a towel on. But what sometimes happens is you, I get out of the shower, I use the shower in my den, and and all my clothes I I, I keep in in the basement, and that's my you have a shower area. in your den. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's my little my. Well, little I understand. Okay, that makes sense now. But you made it seem like you had your mule and ball sack like okay. flown around. That's not really, all no, day. No. Like I'm just saying, no, like no, you make it seem like oh, the wife is upstairs working. I'll just you know drop trow. It's just kind of weird. It's a really really rough start here. What um, do you mean? Speaking of, look at this start. Look at my shirt, Graham. Yeah, yeah, look yeah, how yeah. Nice this is, yeah, huh? yeah. No, definitely. Uh, musk, musk ox. Yes, your flannel is in. Mine has not arrived yet, but I'm. Very excited to to so have to it. sew two of them together, right? Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you you can speak to how how great it feels, and I will be, have mine on 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 Sunday. I have to ask Sunday though. Uh, Musk Ox tweeted at me and said, "Help us out, Jason, with some Mad Libs. This flannel is soft as." And I was like, "I'm kind of nervous because they are a sponsor, and the only thing that came to my head was something like." Graham's ass or something, you know, I mean, like something like that. So I was kind of like shying away from it, you know. So yeah, but a, thanks for the shirts; they're unbelievable. And uh, people have been asking for kind of like couch and rube codes, so we're going to work on that, right? I think there's a ten dollar off code for new customers who join their mailing list. So yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll get all the information out, out to you, and, and uh, you can go to gomuskox dot com and order any time. Um, the uh, yeah, maybe it's as soft as a baby giraffe's neck. No, that's weird. Why is why a giraffe's neck? I don't know. I isn't that soft? Oh, oh. Shit, I don't know. See, this is why. Well, I mean, technically, but it's very descriptive. Like it's a weird Mad Lib. Yeah, I was trying not to be creepy the and neck? I made it worse. The neck of a giraffe. I didn't want to say ass. Well, yeah. The neck's kind of a long I area think, that's natural for I a understand. giraffe. Yeah, but it's just weird. It's very descriptive. Yeah, it's an odd thing for a um, for an ad read or something. Yeah, should we uh, should we dig into these uh, groovy donut Twitter questions? Well, I think we're going to oh, yeah, yeah. give out our games first. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. As we do every Thursday. See, now I'm off. Because <laughs> sorry, I threw you yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ad lib. Uh, uh, as we do every Thursday, uh, what we're betting presented by Firekeepers I Casino and Sportsbook. You can download the app today. These are the games we are betting this weekend. Jason, what are you on this weekend? I have a two leg parlay that I'm fairly confident in. Graham Purdue at Wisconsin. Purdue hasn't beat Wisconsin in 15 fucking years, Graham. If it's going to happen, it has to happen this year, right? And, sorry, let me get to the second game. UNLV at Notre Dame. The over-under is 47 and a hook. The last two games, the Rebels have been getting hammered by San Jose and Air Force. So, I I don't know. I just think Notre Dame is hurt on the defensive side. That scares me a little bit. But UNLV can't do anything about it. 47 and a half just seems like too much. I never bet unders, but I'm betting under with this one. Like, yeah. Give me the Boilermakers on the money line. So there are a couple things I really like this week. And um, I, I love a three-team parlay. And, and our friend Tyler even uh, suggested um, adding uh, one more, uh, maybe even two more. And, and it plays pretty good plus money with uh, Real Madrid. But these, this is what I'm all into. Clemson on the money line. There aren't a lot of great money line teams in college football because what happens is when they're big favorites – the line is too big to get any value on the money line. Like Ohio State is t- plus twenty nine against, uh, or minus twenty nine rather, against Iowa. There's no money line in most books, and there's no value on it. Clemson 
is like this team that's in the top five that bullies you at the line of scrimmage, but they're not trusted yet to get their their points out of the teens. They're like a 13.5-point favorite at home against Syracuse. Syracuse on the road, who's been decent, but Clemson's at another level, I believe. I love the money line on that. It's like minus 490. And if you package it with minus 380 Liverpool at Nottingham Forest, who sucks in the Premier League on Saturday morning, and then Saturday at 10, um, Man City at home against Brighton minus 500. You just throw those together, and you're at 100 pays 82. So it's, it's getting close to even money for what I think is as sure a bet as you will find for three games at that payout, and that is what I am uh, betting this weekend. Nice. Yeah. I don't know about the Clemson money line. Like, what's the spread on that game? Uh, 13 and a half. Mm. Yeah, I don't feel confident about that. But you don't yeah. feel confident in the money line? No, I feel confident in the money line, not the 13 and a half. No, so that's why I'm saying wondering. the money line. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. touch the yeah. touch the 13 and a half. That is what uh, we're betting this week, presented by Firekeepers Eye Casino and Sportsbook app. All right, it is time now for your Groovy Donut Twitter questions. Jason. Yes, Eric Schultz up first. Since the turn of the century, the winner of the MSU-Michigan game has been the team with the best squad with two, maybe three exceptions, 2001 and 2021. You can argue 2020, they were equal. Why do you think MSU and Michigan fans ignore that by implying that crazy results happen in this rivalry? Yeah, because it feels like it. Um, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, because and there have been some games that have been closer. I think people think about the 2016 game. They think about some of the games that were, uh, the was it 2004 with the overtime um, years are getting by me. But there's some years where there have been some interesting outcomes that weren't um, where this game still went the way that was was expected. So, um, yeah, but you're probably right. There haven't been that many games where it's truly gone the way that the the better team didn't win. And even 2015, everybody talks about trouble with the snap. But Michigan State outplayed Michigan for, for, for large swaths of that game. So you're, you're, not, you're not wrong, Eric. Eric Schultz with this one. What, uh, what happens first? I send Graham the updated pick'em standings for this season, or he sends prizes to the winners of last season. Um, so the pick'em standings is, is probably first. Although the 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 prizes have to happen, We're, they're they're going to happen. Like, I'm... Eric, it's Graham. Uh, can you just send me the standings because I I'm going to send them out. Totally. No, I was actually no. Put it this way, I was just about to tweet out that I was going to send them out. I was going to reach out to you, Eric, already, and I do appreciate you greatly because I am two weeks behind on the standings. I was great for a while. You get one week behind. My night to do it is Thursday after the show. I already know what I have to do work-wise. Um, it's not going to happen tonight, so I'm going to be three weeks behind, and that's not great because then it's really hard to get back. So I will uh, I will be reaching out to Eric in, uh, forever. In his By day. the way, I think we're going to probably get to this in the questions, but the Nightingale story, I was really I really liked that today. Oh, appreciate Good that. Good job, buddy. Appreciate that's that. It's unbelievable was... that he convinced his wife. Well, I, you read it. Right, to take the $16,000 job. Yeah, well, I mean... It's, un- it's impressive with that many kids. Well, at that point, they just had one. But still, even so, you've just got married. You bought a new house. Oh, yeah. You're just married. You're, you're sitting there on a, uh, you know, you got a six-figure job, and you think you got a life in Charlotte, North Carolina. That sounds pretty good. And you're, you know... Your all wife is like, oh, all right, I guess I'll follow you there. Yeah. That's amazing. I, good, yeah. Good no, story. That's usually the sign you're with the right person. Like, if you went to Therese right now and said, I got an idea... Yeah. 16k a year. We'll both live off it. I am going to coach. I did that four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Good yes, stuff. of course. She's still with me. So yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, Dominic up next. 
Do you get to talk smack about the rivalry, rivalry if you asked asked out of said rivalry game because they're hitting me too hard, Coach? This is a Devin Gardner uh, uh, shot from Dominic. You know, um, he, he probably shouldn't be talking about this. Like I did say the other day that he certainly at least played in the game. So, like, I understand that he shouldn't be talking, but, like, is a guy who played and had a horrible experience in it in a worse position to talk smack than a fan who's never had any skin in the game in terms of actual blood on the field or anything? Like, I don't know. I'm not saying fans don't have skin in the game. I totally get the emotional and, and financial commitment. I'm not not saying that. Um, but I don't know if it's worse. If I were Devin Gardner, though, it is, it is like, dude, you're part of one of the worst complete just smackdown domination. I mean, I still remember – Mitch Albom's response because Mitch Albom's always looking for the Michigan angle, right? So, Go in the in the press box, that's that those three plays in 2013 when they went to third and or fourth and 48, whatever it was, they lost all those yards. I mean, Mitch Albom was just like, "Holy shit!" Like the whole place was. I don't think I've ever seen a series go that poorly because of a defense for an, be so dominated by a defense. I, I shouldn't say I haven't seen a series go that poorly because Andrew Maxwell's final series against Notre Dame is one of the worst series of football I've ever seen. But yeah, to me, uh, if I were Devin Gardner, I would I would does just Mitch sit Album, Does Mitch Album sit next to you guys or in the yeah? Press he, box? They don't they don't give him like his own like throne. I thought or he had like his own like perch area where he gets away from people. No, no, he, he he comes in and he sits among us mere mortals. You know, but Devin Gardner, if you're going to do it, you have to be a little self deprecating though, right? You have to kind of. That's, work see, that, your way around it and like admit you got your ass beat. It's fine. We all do, right? Yeah, he should have come up with something like "call, call." I need out of the game, you know, like <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> no, maybe me be next. Is Izzo on the FU tour? This is referencing today's "I don't give a damn" comments. So I, I enjoyed my team. I enjoyed Izzo today because he was on. He was on a pretty good roll, uh, and there are certain things that I do really agree with him with the transfer portal and what it's doing for college athletics and how people cave to the fears of what, you know, complete freedom of player movement over what's right. And and I just think we need to – I was glad he acknowledged one number, that this year there were 450 kids in the basketball transfer portal who didn't find a home. And there are a number of teams now – like Michigan State, who have 10 or 11 scholarship players. Michigan State has 10 res- recruited scholarship players. They'll put other guys on scholarship just for the year. So there are fewer opportunities for kids. In other words, the kids don't win. They are free to go as they should be able to, and, and we can say that all they want in the transfer portal. But the kids ultimately lose, and the data over time will show that without the deterrent of sitting out because it's harder to build a program, it's harder to roster construct. The kids will lose. and so, But they'll have the freedom to move. And... I always thought that the best way before they should have taken the freedom away from other um, sports like volleyball and things because certainly if you're going to allow th- those sports to um, to you know let people transfer without sitting out, you have to let uh, men's and women's basketball and football and, and, and other sports. Um, but then they should have just had certain waivers that were in that they sort of already had. If you're getting to a certain degree closer to home, if your coach who recruited you or coach leaves who you play for – you get automatic waivers. It's obvious. And I also think, you know, that I don't want kids to be in bad situations. And I like the idea that co- coaches have to keep recruiting kids. 
but we just need to acknowledge that it's not actually good for a lot of kids when you have this transfer setup. And I love that Izzo got into it. And I, I think he is on a little bit of a, I think my way works tour. We'll see if it does. I think he's right about certain things. There weren't that many good centers in the transfer portal. We'll see if there are ones he might've been able to have that are better than the ones he winds up having. We'll see if that costs him. We'll see what his roster, we'll see if his roster repays them or him for believing in them. Um, and not recruiting over them in the transfer portal. We'll see. Uh, but I think uh, Izzo was, was feeling himself on his, his, uh, some of his his. Uh, I thought he hated rants. Twitter. Like, why is he putting up posts from Kyle Austin like it, during the practice or something? Like, yeah, I don't think that'll continue happening. Well, first of all, I don't think they expected that to get tweeted out. But I, <laughs> I don't think that'll yeah. keep happening because at some point we're going to call him on his bullshit if that keeps happening. If like they're using Twitter as a tool in practices – then you can't be all anti-Twitter. You're absolutely right. Right now, either you're stuttering or I'm, I'm not okay. picking it up because it's a what, 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 what. So maybe, maybe next. Jason, would you rather watch I Love You, You Hate Me, a Barney multi, uh, multi-episodal documentary alone or any Hugh Grant movie with Graham pausing the movie to explain <laughs> how great it is to you for as long as he likes? No Sky Mint or other sponsors allowed to ease the pain. Oh, I don't this I hate these that I don't win. Like <laughs> the lose lose. Yeah. Like I don't even know what the first thing even is, a Barney multi episodic whatever. It would be rough. Yeah, yeah but I don't want to listen to you telling me what like what's great about it. Yeah, no, I would uh, yeah, like Amelia you would, you would or Aurelia, sorry. Aurelia and, and Love Actually. I'd be like, right here, this scene here when they all come march to the restaurant and the love scene with uh, uh Jamie and Aurelia. Oh my god, what I'd what a scene. Remote. What a scene. Let's watch this again. It it is fantastic. Oh my god. Let me rewind it. One Have of the, you ever watched it on VHS? One of the great love scenes of all time is when she throws, he loses his, his papers from his book that he didn't make copies in that little pond, and they're swimming around in their underwear. It's it's fantastic, just fantastic. I think you'd choose Barney. Neurotic, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, neurotic pants. If Graham wanted to get banned from Mel Tucker's press conferences, what could he ask him? This is our Cosmic Fries question of the day, presented by Hopcat. Best damn beer bar, of course, world-famous Cosmic Fries. Uh, my wife was just there with like 40 colleagues at the Detroit Hopcat and uh, loved it, had many, uh, many a Cosmic Fries, mouth-watering, award-winning burgers, and, of course, local craft beers featuring local partners, which is really uh, a cool thing they do. So it always feels like you're in a local pub when you are at a Hopcat, be it in Lansing or East Lansing, rather, um, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor. Uh, Kalamazoo, Indianapolis, Detroit, as I mentioned. Of course, tons of TVs to watch, TVs to watch the game and grab a pint with friends. Go to hopcat.com to find the nearest hopcat for, uh, to you. And to Mr. Neurotic Pants' question, so if, to get banned, what, what, should I, what would I ask Mel Tucker that you think would get me banned? You would have to start it kind of Hondo style with a long intro, say that you just talked to Paul Davis on the phone. And then you go, who's on the hot seat this week, coach? Like you started every week. I think after two weeks, you'd get like, I, see, for all me, of a sudden your credential would get pulled. Yeah, for me, I don't know. For me to get banned, because I've got a little bit of um, just built up credibility. It's not, like a, it's not like I'm some, you know, I'm not coming in from, from outside. They've never seen me before, and I show up the first week and sort of embarrass myself. I probably have the ability to embarrass myself three times before they pull me aside. And they're like, Graham, what the fuck's going on? Um, sorry, I forgot my pants again. <laughs> that would be it. 
I'm forgetful. Shit. <laughs> I love it when you do your own impression. Uh, Naragi Pants. Graham, yes or no? In your gut, do you think Mel Tucker uh, will turn MSU football into a successful program? Not necessarily elite, just good. Jason, get the spin zone clip ready. It's another good question for Mr. Neurotic Pants, uh, bringing him today. Solid. Um, <laughs> do I think he'll turn Mel, uh, the Mel Tucker will turn Michigan State into a successful program? Um, I do. I, I don't know to what degree. Like, I, I think Mel Tucker will. Caution. I think Mel Tucker is a good coach. And, and I also apologize. I, I believe maybe Matt C. or somebody had a similar question that wasn't directly replied that, that I missed here. But I, like I, I believe he is is a is a good recruiter. He is a good coach in terms of understanding what a program needs. He's been around great programs, and I think he's willing to make tough decisions. Um, I, you know, I, I think what I don't know yet is will he be a great coach with that maximizes his talent? And I and I don't think there's any way to know that yet because there's some things this year that make you say that doesn't look like that's who he is. There's some things last year that say yes, and, and it's an easier thing to determine when you actually have that talent. I think there is a – I think he will turn them into a successful football program because I think he will recruit at a level, and I think his organizational skills in the program are, are, are good enough in terms of running that operation um, that you're, you're talking about a good program year in and year out um, is, you know, over time. You're so good at that. It's unbelievable. Just drag you around, drag you around until you're finally like, all right, all right, all right, okay, fine. Uh, neurotic Pants, what's the story with volleyball and soccer resurgence? Is it just a good year? Well, it's it's two very new coaches, and, you know, um, I, I think that's what you get. They're both young. Um, Leah Johnson's 41, uh, I, I believe. So they're 41 and 42 years old, those two. They're our age, pretty much. That's what you're getting a lot of. The same with uh, Adam Nightingale. It. it and um, so I think you just got new energy, new coaches who were uh, or, or are people that were very successful where they came from. And um, I, I think that's what it is. I don't think this is a flash in the pan at all. Now, volleyball hasn't won anything yet. Soccer is women's soccer. I'm actually writing a column partly tonight and in the morning about this women's soccer rise and, and, and how it's happened. Um, but uh, it, it's uh, – yeah, it's, it's an incredible story because they are sort of, they become, I mean, Jeff Hostler is an East Lansing high school graduate. He won a national title, multiple national titles at Grand Valley, he was very successful there, and uh, clearly just knows what he's doing. He was also part of some great basketball teams in our era, Jason. He was on those East Lansing teams with like Omne Scott Amakapur and Thomas Jackson in the mid-90s and stuff like that. Like he, he was a really, really good basketball player. Jeff Oswald next. Of all the crazy schedules, this seemed like Izzo's toughest to date. What needs to happen for it to be deemed successful? Don't coach my team. It's a good question. So, all right, let, let me pull up the schedule here, and we'll go through it, and, and, and I'll ask you what you think is, um, is important. Right in the streets, baby, all right, so... You start out with um, Northern Arizona. They're going to win that. So you're 1-0. W. Gonzaga, probably not. But it's on an aircraft carrier, so it's a weird game. And they you, never really win those? Uh, Kentucky, tough assignment then in Indianapolis. Um, 
the following Tuesday, Villanova at home. So to me, and then you got Alabama and, and the PK-85, and then perhaps uh, Oregon or UConn and North Carolina, and then you go to Notre Dame. Yeah, it's nasty. Like is, is Izzo said today, they could go 1-7 and seven and be a really good team. I don't believe that's true. I don't believe they can actually go 1-7 and seven and be a really good team because I don't believe all these te- – like I think Villanova is not going to be quite as good as they've been. That's a game at home you got to find a way to win. At Notre Dame, a game you got to find a way to win. But I do believe there is a chance that you could be – and you got to find one, a way to win one of the PK-85. If, if you lose – if you're 4-4, four and four, though, that's a really well, – it would be more than that. Wouldn't it be because Arizona – one, two, three, four, three. No, it'd be four. If you're four and four, that's a that's a pretty good start. That means you've beaten three pretty good teams probably at some point. Um, and and I three and five is not the end of the world. And the other thing is because you're going to be working Jaden Akins in, I don't think he'll be a hundred percent. You're not going to be the team you will be later anyway. Um, but you can't you can't one for seven. I that that's that's not promising. Jeff Oswald, Graham, what's the soccer parlay this weekend? So as I said earlier, I, I love um, I love anytime you get in good deals where you can parlay on the money line, Man City and Liverpool, and you have to know when it makes sense, right? It, it, it's got to be like this is a week it, it absolutely makes sense to play uh, those two teams. Uh, let me see if I can get uh, get you something else. Hold on one second. Um. You know, the Chelsea-Man United game, I don't like either side. I think there's a little bit of value on Man United on the road at Chelsea at plus 245. I would say that's that's a decent deal. Arsenal on the road is only minus 175 at Southampton. Yeah, For whatever reason, I'm a little scared of that game, and I don't know why. Uh, but but to me, I would not get overly cute here. Uh, I, would stick to, um, I would stick to the heavy favorites, parlay them with Clemson, and, and make some money. Jeff Oswald, thoughts on someone who doesn't like the movie Anchorman? Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. You have to explain why. I can okay. see people be like some people are don't love Will Ferrell. I like Will Ferrell, but I can see if you, somebody annoys oh, you. Yeah, but if you don't like the movie, like if you thought it wasn't funny, I'm sorry. I just I don't know. Everybody's got a different sense of humor. My wife doesn't think I'm funny. I think I'm hilarious. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm not hilarious. Thank God you explained that. Uh, Max Spade, who will be better in five years, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, or Cade Cunningham? How about the Pistons, uh, I baby? I like this question. Yeah, I like this question. That was fun because here's the thing last night. Yeah, they beat another team that's going to be fighting for 30 wins. Let's go! But they were exciting doing it. Like Jalen Duran, holy shit. And Ivey, man, even when he misses a dunk, you're like, man. I mean, like, that is a going to be a fun crew. It's about time we've had that. Who would be your guy? You said's the best. Of those I just three. love that. It's like, oh man, even his missed dunks are unbelievable. <laughs> I, I've always liked Ivy, so I would have to go with him. But Dur, I mean, he's what eighteen youngest player in the league, and it's and I crazy. Don't, I don't know what Durin is a genius. Yeah, it's, it obviously feels like a good. Pick. I don't know what um, Duran's going to be offensively, but I think is a guy who already is. You know, I, I think very quickly can be rim protection rebound really good in there i'm still gonna go Cade. i think he's just a, a really savvy basketball guy and that uh that iq will will play out and make him the best of them max spade next the pistons are a raw group but they're still good and fun are they more like steak tartare or caviche caviche what is caviche hold on caviche hold on let's find out what this is. My devil is rising. peacock a 
It's a South American seafood dish originally from the modern countries of Purdue. I, I don't know. It, that doesn't make Tartar? Tartar. Let's go with Tartar. Max Bay, Jason, were you one of those Waverly students who brought corn stalks to the football games against Grand Ledge? Uh, man, I don't remember a lot of the football games because we would drink. Um, I don't remember doing that. So, no, is it 97? I think we went to a, every game, but I don't know. A lot of, not a, a lot of haze, a lot of, uh, <laughs> Pretty buzzed. <laughs> well, we would never like look at the field because we were trying to like we were all talking to each other in the stands and we were just waiting to go to the party, like the after parties. Okay. Yeah. Waverly Grand Ledge, those you know. Waverly football, by the way, sucked when you were there. Did they? Yeah, they were not very good. Yeah, I only you, saw a couple plays. You could have played. You could have played. No. Sure. No way. It's chicken shit. Molan Lobby, Spartan. Graham, are you nervous about the bra bets? Izzo said they may start one and seven. I'm not though, because it's it's just the I said did I say twenty wins or the tournament? I said twenty wins, isn't it? We'll have to go back Aaron and Schultz. listen. Yeah, um, let us know if it's twenty wins. I'm, I'm still not that nervous because I think they'll get to Liar. like if it's one and seven, you're nervous. I mean, if you see me start just getting like if I start getting down in between you know commercial breaks and I'm doing push ups and you start see me trying to get yoked here before I got you'll know I'm nervous. That's well, your wife's rooting for one and seven then. That's a good point. She'd like me to make some changes. <laughs> She's going to be rooting against Michigan State basketball all season. Uh, Molan Lobby, opening line for next week, MSU plus 23. Are you taking the points? Ooh. Uh, I would advise heavily to stay away from this game um, for this reason. Usually, like you can say it, well, I'm not sure, but ultimately you have a gut one way or the other. And my gut is that Michigan wins by more than 23. I think they're a motivated team. They're spending the bye week practicing for Michigan State. They want this. They've got the goods to punish MSU. The thing is, we have just seen too many times, and I've just been wrong. Like I've, t- I've told you, I've, I've picked Michigan to win this game seven straight times, and I've been wrong on four of them. So I don't feel, I just don't feel comfortable because I've seen the game unfold unexpectedly. Uh, at least in terms of the spread, way too many times for me. And But this um, is different. One team is obviously better than the other, and it's 23 points, and Michigan is not going to let their foot off the gas. They want this victory bad, and they want it 70-3 to three if possible. Yeah. So no, that's when you you stay away from those plus 23 because, if, yeah, it's a lot of points, but Michigan's got out for vengeance. If this was bazooka to your head, I'm on the Wolverines, without question. There, there's There's no question. By the way, if you want to celebrate, celebrate the uh, the rivalry while also uh, taking comfort and you know and 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 how you may be feeling by the the second quarter, uh, you can have rivalry donuts uh, specially ordered through Groovy Donuts. You can also get Halloween donuts. You can get any special occasion. You you can you can do it if you're just going to the cider mill. You can have donuts made about the cider mill that are better than the donuts they have at the cider mill. And uh, I don't know what that what that means, but you can put the cider mill to shame with how good your groovy donuts are. Anyway, special order groovy donuts, groovydonuts.com. you got two locations, Lake Lansing, the road, and East Lansing, and also in Williamson. You can just stop on by 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thursday through Sunday. Molan Lobby with this one. Would 2013 and or 2014 MSU football beat 1997 Michigan? So where I struggle here is um, – I don't have, like, I have a real firm sense of exactly who 2013 and 14 MSU football were. 1997 Michigan, it's just been so long. Um, I mean, I watched a lot of those games of that team, and but I just don't remember the details of them as well as I do 
the 2013 and 14 MSU team, so I, I really have to abstain. Professor next. Fast forward to 10:29 at 11:30 p.m. MSU has beaten Michigan again. What is the reaction from the fan bases, and how much sky mint will Jason go through in celebration? The same amount of. Either sky way, mint. you're either you're, way. You're I'm all in. the same. Yeah, that's kind of the beauty of sky mint. Oh yeah, is that is it takes care of you on either side of this thing. Absolutely, and that's a and great. And you wake up not feeling hungover. No, I've been sleeping great. Like yeah. I've been sleeping great with with sky mint, and, and I work late last night and. And was unable to uh, get much sleep or take it, and it, it sucked. Tonight will be a SkyMint night. And I'm telling you, if, if you're somebody who struggles to sleep, SkyMint's an excellent way. And if you go to any of the SkyMint stores, you can talk to them, and they'll talk about different strains and, and different edibles and things that you may want to help you sleep better. Um, and uh, they're, they're really good at that. And you can also have SkyMint delivered to you in most communities in Michigan. Go to SkyMint.com to see if SkyMint will deliver right to your house. Steve Beckman next. Do you think MSU or... Oh, hold on. We forgot to answer the first part of the question, though, which is really good. What is the fan reaction? For Michigan State? Everywhere. Like, what is the reaction from fan both fan bases if Michigan State wins this? I mean, Michigan Michigan State fans will not be humble, right? He got it! Well, of course not. No. No. Like Alabama fans. I think that would Jeez, be... they that, were worse. That would be the amazing play, though, wouldn't it? If it was like this, like, total been-there-before orchestrated silence of, like, I you know this is just what this is just what we do. Right. I don't know what to tell you. That would but be kind of hard to tell the players that if no, I'm not talking about the players. Up. I'm just talking about the fan bases. Like if oh. on social media, everybody was just like been there, done that, and it would be no so insulting in certain ways. Um, I I don't and uh, Michigan fan base. I think the thing that the thing that makes this game dangerous for Michigan always, no matter how well this is going, is if you were to somehow lose to Michigan State, which I don't think will happen. But all of a sudden, the conversation then again goes, well, then it's it's they're probably going to lose to Ohio State, and that's another rough year against your rivals overall. With the, and like, it just go you go down a, a rabbit hole of depression really quickly, and uh, th- I, that's one of the reasons I just don't think Michigan will let it happen this year. All right, Steve Beckman next. Do you think MSU or Michigan will spend more time installing trick plays during their bye weeks? If you're MSU, you pull out all the stops, whatever you got. There, there's nothing sweet. Yeah, yeah, because there's just so much to gain, and there's nothing you're saving it for later in the year that's more important. You know, like, you know, maybe the yeah, just a jet sweep with the tight end, something simple. You know, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I think you got to. This is the game for the Bryce Berenger fake punt. Steve, with this one, did you learn anything from betting on the first NBA games? Like you allegedly learned things from the first week of football games. I learned a while ago to limit NBA bets to player props and over-unders. So I don't bet a lot of the NBA. I bet season totals, win totals, and then try to stay off it because there are too many games, I think, where the, the you just don't know how much people are going to care, how much they're going to be into it. They cover spread so quickly. A team can be up 20 and you think your nine-point lead is safe, or your nine-point spread, and then they end up winning by eight because there's the, – and guys sit out. Yeah, it just telling you it's pre-game. brutal. I'll be honest. Last night, and I didn't tweet this out, and I for a while thought I was glad I did not, or, or, or was upset that I did. Start or didn't. Fuck. Let me start that over. Fix Try that in get, post. I got you. All right. So for a while, I had the Orlando Magic plus three and a half, and they of course lost by four. Early on, I was like, oh yeah, I was right about this. Did you hedge? No, I didn't because I didn't want to get. I, I, I found myself wanting to root for the Pistons and still rooting for the Pistons because I didn't have that much money on it. And I'm not going to do that again. 
because it did take a little bit of the joy out of it. And I don't it does suck. It, yeah, I don't. I don't want to do that. It just. It should have been only a fun night instead. At the last second, why did you do that? Because I really thought Orlando was going to win, and I knew I had. The eh. other thing is, I had to work enough on that Nightingale story that I thought I wasn't going to be able to watch. And sometimes, when you're not going to be able to watch, the best way to just sort of medicate yourself is to bet a game that you can't see. And, and sounds like a one eight hundred gambler commercial. It is. Yeah. Jesus. Steve Beckman, when I'm in Chicago this weekend, should I wear a neutral shirt to the bar? I watch the Lions game at, or I watch the Lions game at, let me try that again. When I'm in Chicago this weekend, should I wear a neutral shirt to have at the bar that I watch the Lions game at so I blend in or Lions shirt so I can hope for some sympathy? Just don't be arrogant. No, I, people, no one's going to fuck with you. Yeah, people don't mind the Lions. They feel <laughs> bad for you. You're so not harmless. Like, don't do what I did in 1998. Uh, the Bears weren't very good. The Lions were off to a decent start. Charlie Batch, Jermaine Crowell, that whole team. Um, I wore a Lions jersey on the out with a buddy. Went to Soldier Field, living in Chicago. Wore a Lions Barry Sanders jersey on the outside of a winter coat. Looked Triple like, fat goose. Looked like a tool. And then talked a lot of shit. We were at great seats low in the stadium, and then things went horribly long, as they often do to the Lions, and people around me just gave us huge shit to the point that I took off the jersey and put it in a pocket. Like, I was like, this is... How did you not get beaten? Well, because like, I wasn't... talking shit dressed like, like that? Because I, mean, I like, wasn't an ass. I wasn't like your mother. I was like, you know, I was like <laughs> just sort of being a little condescending about their team, but... I was at a Bears bar during the Calvin Johnson game against the Bears in Burbank, California, and even the fans there at the Bears bar were like, "I'm so sorry." They were apologizing to me, so I just I don't think opposing fans that you're you don't pose as any threat. Yeah, and, and my most miserable Lions year ever was in Chicago in 2001. It was the Marty Morningwig first year when they bench batch and went with Ty Detmer. Worse the, than zero and sixteen. Yeah, because the Bears weren't supposed to be good. They had Jim Miller and they went thirteen and three. So I went to a sports bar every Sunday, uh, Duffy's. It's a Michigan bar actually up there on Diversity. And my my buddy and I, he was a Bears fan. We'd go and watch, and every week he left happy as shit because they weren't winning every week. And every week the Lions went two and fourteen. I was depressed as hell, and I didn't have the Firekeepers Eye Casino sportsbook app, but I was uh, losing money every week through uh, through random dude. Spartan 18770. What does Peyton Thorne have to do next Saturday to beat Michigan? 300 yards, four TDs. Yeah, I mean, there's some other things that have to go, but yeah, he's got to, he can't, to me, it's got to be like a turnover free game where he hits two or three really big plays. I mean, they've got to have some consistent offense, of course, but there's got to be a couple plays. You know, you go back to the way they beat Michigan in 2020, Rocky Lombardi struck. That was as good as he ever was, right? And, and so. You need Thorne to have a couple of those quick strike, big strike, connect deep, explosive plays, and then he, he just can't turn the ball over. Spartan with this one. What must the defense do to beat Michigan? Shut No. Um, I don't know. What do you think they need to hold them to? What, what What's a reasonable amount? We said we didn't think it could get any less than like 34, 35. But if, what's, 17. A, what's a reasonable amount for Michigan State's offense to score? 31. You think so? I mean, to win the game, I think they would need to score 31 points. So in that case, I don't think they can. And so what I think is Michigan State's defense has to score. The only way – or or set up a score with a turnover deep in their area or something like that. 
So that yeah. so basically, I think I think it's going to take minimum, and I don't think this is enough. Minimum thirty-one points on Michigan State's end to win, and for that to happen, Michigan State's defense has to score. Last one from Spartan. Uh, would either of you guys start a conversation with a stranger at the urinals, and what would the conversation be about? Yeah, I do it sometimes. Do you? No, never. No, if it, it if it. If you do, it's brief. Like, you know, oh, man, it's a cold one out there. Am I right? Yeah, man. A lot of shrinkage going on. No, it, not, oh. not like that. You're not looking at each other's mules. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. You just don't really. What, what do you talk about? If there's something, like, going on in the bathroom, like a fight or something, you just be like, oh, shit, look at that. Well, sometimes. You don't talk to a dude that you don't know next to you. I mean. Every once in a while, you come, like, I'll give you an example where in, in a press box bathroom during a timeout, you come in with some reporter you don't really know, and you're, you're, you're both. You know, standing over the urinal, and you're just chatting about the game. That happens sometimes. I would say that it's never like, "Hey, so you know, feels good to pee, huh?" Weird. Yeah. Right. No. You gonna shake that off, or are you just gonna let it sit there? I mean, why make it weird? What are you talking about? I want pee and move I on. I want pee next to Bobby Knight at the uh, 1999 uh, Big Ten Basketball Media Days in Chicago. He was a large man. <laughs> Paul E. Show. How many rushing yards does State need to win next weekend? Five thousand yards. You know. <laughs> I would a lot. I think it's more about attempts than yards. I mean, they got to have some success. Thirty-four if, attempts for seventeen yards. What do you mean? But well, if you're able to run the ball thirty-five times, that means you're in the game. You know what I mean? So, like to me, yeah, they've got to have they've got to average a couple yards of carry, but they've got to average. I think thirty-five is the number at minimum. So thirty-five uh, for seventy yards, just to have any, you know. Of everything else going right, that's like probably the minimum. Maybe thirty for minimum thirty carries, seventy yards, something like that. Paul E. Show next. Have either of you encountered a ghost, and how'd it go? Do you believe in, believe in ghosts? No. I made a pact with my mom because she passed away three years ago. I was like, if one of us dies first, we have to come back and kind of do like something to show you that there's like an afterlife or something. The problem is, I forgot what that was. So I, I don't know if maybe she did it, and Wait, I don't know. But So you came up with a pack that... Yeah, but this is when I was drinking. So, you know, it was, it was at the bar one night. We were out and having dinner and we stuff. We should brainstorm on this. Like, what might have it been? This is worth <laughs> figuring out. This is a really cool thing. Like, what would it be? I, I, mean, have, no, I have no idea. I, I know maybe, like, the code word, like, remember in the 80s when kids were getting kidnapped and every parent thought their kid was going to get kidnapped too? Our, our code word was capiche. Oh, I like that right. word. Good so word, when yeah. I was younger, if she goes, if anyone comes up and that says like, "Hey, is that from Full House, Capiche? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just Italian for oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was the word in case someone came up to me at elementary school and I'm here to pick you up. I know I don't <laughs> have a son here. I coach the soccer team. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'll remember it one day. But yeah, I haven't seen a ghost to answer your question. Uh, John Crager next. What exactly needs to happen for MSU to pull off an upset in Ann Arbor? All right, so this is the all-encompassing one. So to me, defense has to score. Got to be able to run the ball uh, 30 times. Two or three really big plays from Peyton Thorne, um, and he can't turn the ball over. And then the biggest thing, though, is they just can't get run over entirely. Like, Michigan's offensive line is incredible, and they've got a great running game. They've got to make them work for it. They've got to find a way. I mean, that's got to be, you know – 
too many of Blake Corum's runs are these 70-yard jaunts downfield, whereas if, if you know you make them work for it, something can go wrong. You need a turnover early. First or second drive by Michigan. If you can get a turnover, put some points on the board, I don't know. And it didn't work for Penn State. But, yeah, you're right. They did, Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing is we're going to have to have been a little wrong on Michigan State. In other words, the impact of – Jacob Slade and Xavier Henderson and moving Winmon, the linebacker, like all of that looked good at times against Wisconsin, which still ran the ball pretty effectively. But like that's going to have to be really real. Like, oh, wait a sec, that's actually decent. Because if you do it against this Michigan run game, then you've got something. So that's going to have to show up at a level that we just don't anticipate. John Crager up next. When you are texting someone on a Tuesday and you say you want to come see them next weekend, what does that mean to you? the immediate upcoming weekend, or the following weekend. Reason I ask this is because I got burned on a weekend plan that was severely miscommunicated. Okay, it's Tuesday. You say you want to come see them next weekend. Yeah. I think that's the weekend after next. Correct. Yeah, it's not this weekend. It's next weekend. Yeah. If you, I think once you hit Monday, you're no longer – next weekend is now – 10 days or out, right. right? Last, it's like, yeah, it's last weekend, this weekend, and then the weekend after that. Yeah, because if, so, if it's Sunday and you say next weekend, that's the coming weekend. If it's Monday, next weekend, well, Monday still feels different. That's a, I understand. I wonder which side of things you were, but I would uh, if somebody said next weekend to me, I would think. I oh, thought that's fairly obvious, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know which side you're on, John, but I feel like if someone said that, it would be fairly obvious. Uh, Steve, I see Max Christie made the Lakers roster. Would he have made the Pistons roster? It's a good question. He's a young piece, so they, you know, they'd want to see. I, I think he might have made the Pistons roster, but the Lakers certainly have the room, um, and they're hoping he develops into something. They because they're sort of they desperately need him. I, and I also think he'll spend some time in the G League developing this year. But I don't. It's a good question with the Pistons. I they don't. They certainly don't have the the needs the Lakers do. And sort of the Lakers are in this situation where they're desperate for somebody to turn out better than they thought. Plus size softball dead. Just one question today. If Michigan literally runs every play of the game, what is your predicted score? No passes. You None. can load up the box. Yep. 34-7, Michigan. Yeah, right about there. Yeah, Gavin, if you could only choose one thing as the key to MSU beating Michigan, what would it be? I'm going to stick with turnover early. I think you're I think you're there too. Multiple turn really it'd be the defense turning Michigan over a couple times and and sort of I mean, it, winning the turnover battle uh, and winning it convincingly. Like, if, if Michigan State, to me, to put Michigan State at even odds, okay, how many turnovers did it take for Michigan State for you to say, this is an even money bet whether they win this game? Three in the advantage? Uh, Four. Four, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're in the uh, – yeah, I would think you're in that realm. I mean, Harbaugh has to be preaching, just hang on, do not turn the ball over, right? We win the game if we do not turn the ball over. Well, and the big thing is you can see in a and, and Izzo talked about this today. Like, I mean, in a football game, there are no three point shots. There are no. It's just harder to. The upsets are harder, and it, it will be interesting. Like, we'll know pretty quickly the line of scrimmage whether Michigan State's in real trouble. And you don't know always week to week. They're, the matchups aren't the same, and sometimes you can have a guy's number and you can be okay or you can, you know, whatever. I, I, I think it's not going to be great for MSU. Um, I think the biggest thing is I think this is a really motivated Michigan team that's dialed in on this game and they're just better. Gavin, favorite MSU versus Michigan memory from both of you? What's yours? 
oh, it's trouble with the snap. I mean, I was watching it with a Michigan fan who was in the bathroom when it happened. Was it Jordan Mack? No, no, no. Okay. It was not Jordan. Um, but yeah, they were in the bathroom when it happened. It was just, it was insane. I couldn't believe what I was watching. So, so what, did your friend come out of the bathroom then? Uh, it was not actually, knowing? yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, they heard the screaming and yelling like in the living room. So they were like, what the fuck is going on? And they watched the play and they were just left, <laughs> just immediately left. I mean, that's, there's no, yeah, that is a story almost worth telling by the way, presented by oh. our friends at Midtown Brewing Company. <laughs> I would have added like a lie in there or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can you improve the story at all? And then I got uh, arrested. <laughs> 402 South Washington Avenue in downtown Lansing. And on Friday, October 28th from 5 to 7 p.m., that's next Friday. We talk about this Friday, next Friday. Next Friday, day before the Michigan-Michigan State game, 5 to 7 p.m. on Washington Square. Uh, trick or treat on the square. Um, and uh, it'll be local businesses, local bars. Great time to check out downtown Lansing, including including Midtown Brewing Company. Uh, stop by, have a beer, uh, enjoy uh, just uh, one of one of our favorite uh, one of our favorite places. I will say, being in the end zone during the Michigan Michigan State game in '97, the Woodson yeah interception that was wild too. I mean, that was before these these guys all do it now and get mossed and all that. But back in '97, when Woodson, I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah, for me, there's a couple of them for, for that that. 2013 game because I hadn't seen domination like that in this moment where you just saw I, Michigan State overtake Michigan to that degree I'd never really seen that but I, for me going back to my fandom teenage days 15 years old I uh, might have just turned 16 November 4th 1995 went the Tony Banks Nigeria Carter game and the reason that was so memorable I was there with my dad and I wrote about that in the, the column after he passed a little bit that game and and that that year um like we were not season ticket people, and it wasn't we weren't you know broke or anything. It just it, like it, but Does I don't mean you're broke. I know, yeah. And, and I, but I don't think I'd ever been to a Michigan State Michigan game in any sport. Like that was like the ticket that was beyond us. That was a hard ticket to get. So it was probably my first Michigan Michigan State game, and um, it was just an, you know it's one of those things. You get the snow, the three thirty kickoff. Everybody's wearing gloves. The hot cocoa. People are you happy. It was just it was a really cool, interesting atmosphere, and and. Uh, and, and obviously a, a, a big upset. Gavin, with this one, what does MSU have to hold Michigan to scoring-wise to have any chance at winning? So we, we talked about this one. I apologize for not coupling these. Um, but I would say 31-ish, which I don't know is possible, right in that range, and that means the defense scores. To Uper, does football have the biggest leaps in talent levels between high school to college to pro? Pretty much every other sport has had 18 to 20 year olds playing at the professional level. I can't imagine that ever happening in football. Yeah, because, I mean, your body just changes so much, and it's a sport that's like a grown men collide. I mean, I remember talking to Sean Foster, who played at Michigan State years ago, went to Lansing Sexton, was a year behind me, and he was a great high school running back he did not love getting hit and the level in which they hit you when you got to Michigan State initially was just like I think the difference between high school to college is greater than college to the pro because I think by the time you really play and leave college you are a grown man and I think in high school you're less that going into college the youper what does it say about us your listeners that your show is sponsored by weed donuts and gambling do the demographics say we're all a bunch of gluttonous degenerates? Because they might be right. Feel free to use this question as a segue into an ad read. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it just fits us. We're not insulting you. I mean, I, I would say that is the uh, what's the insult? Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I mean, it's, it's a, to say not because they're our sponsors, it's good stuff. It's a hell of a compliment. And like, yeah, yeah. like Skymint right now, great deals going on. By the way, um, featured deals October eighteenth through the twenty fourth. So you got in the next week for this through Monday. Uh, they got three for twenty four, uh, and these are. Uh, these are uh, pre-rolls, Skyment pre-rolls, 3 for 24, 5 for 35, 10 for 60. Um, you got uh, all sorts of concentrates, uh, cured vapes, and free delivery on a $75 order. So $75 more, which is like like a Monday morning for Jason, uh, is free delivery uh, at skyment.com. Uh, Jordan Mack next. Do you think MSU has overstated Tucker's ability to recruit? His class is ranked behind Michigan and is 35th. I use rivals, but either way, splitting hairs. After a year, he went 11-2 and two and had all the momentum and swagger, and Harbaugh took NFL interviews. Yeah, no, I, I don't think – I think the jury's still out on what he'll be, but I don't see any issues yet. Again, based on my expectations, this year I thought we put the over-under, what, at seven, seven-and-a-half, four-star kids. Still over that. And so – the ranking is largely because they don't have as many kids as some other places. We'll see who they fill it out with. But they've got they've recruited at a level percentage-wise of four stars, unlike anything Michigan State's ever done before. So I'm not going to criticize his recruiting. Can he hang on to it at the end? Who does he scoop up when some of these NIL deals go bust other places? Uh, we'll find out. So I, I don't I don't think I, I just think it's it's way too early to say that. Next one from Jordan Mack. How amazing does it feel to only need to see one Pistons game and already know Weaver hit on both picks this year? I was at the game last night, and it was the first Pistons game at LCA that had energy. Give me raw athleticism in the draft any day over polished prospects with a clear ceiling. I'm with you here, Jordan. I mean, one of the things I love about this roster, too, and you, you can say, well, Cade athletically has some limitations, and he might, but I don't think upstairs and skill-wise he does. But when you pair him with a guy like uh, Jay Nivey, who has athletically has no limitations, and Jalen Duran, and and I mean, I just like the makeup of the roster potentially. Now we'll see which guys develop. I don't know. Does Cade se- does Cade seem like a leader to you? Yes, very much so. Like a vocal leader, like yes. on the floor. Yes. All right. Uh, Mike Scott next. Graham, have you watched uh, Rexam on Hulu? What do you think? Did you see where they played your dad's favorite team? I believe Turkway United. Does every other fan in the UK now hate Rexam? Since they are getting so much publicity, publicity. Wrexham and Torquay uh, United. What I say, Torquay. Yeah, but it is actually misspelled, and that's my fault. So you, not not on you there. No. Um, the uh, I, I have watched a couple episodes. My wife were sort of into it. I don't love watching the COVID year stuff because it's just kind of depressing. But the other thing is, um, my I like to go in fresh. One of the things I don't like is that I'm behind on this. Like I know that. Wrexham is still in the fifth division, along with Torquay, by the way, who plays uh, Derby County in the uh, FA Cup on uh, November 5th, for those who are uh, caring. I think you'll be able to find that game on uh, some sort of uh, Chinese streaming service. Um, but, like, so in other words, I know that the last two seasons were for not. They didn't get up. I know, like, it takes some of the drama out. It's almost like I wish, like, the thing I like about Ted Lasso is it's just a written script. I don't know what's going to happen. I know what's happening with Wrexham because I pay attention to soccer. And so then when I'm watching the documentary, I know how things are going to unfold to a certain degree. So I don't love that. But at some point I will 
continue watching because I, I do I do really does Elizabeth enjoy it. like it because of uh, who's in it Reynolds Ryan yeah. Reynolds yeah I mean if anybody who's going to sleep with Ryan Reynolds in our house is probably me but yes I mean it's uh, <laughs> all right uh, you want to take a break get Harry yeah yeah like we got uh, we got plenty more of your groovy donut Twitter questions coming up and we're, we're going to talk to Harry Gagnon next and uh, pick the games for this week but many more to come from Ron Quixote Mojo Jojo. Uh, Sports Guy 1919, Matt Venny, James Reben Schneider, uh, Jarrett, Wesley Collins, Call Me Al, so on and so forth. Um, but we'll take a quick break, come back with Harry. Couch in the Roo, presented by Skyment Premium Cannabis and our friends at Firekeepers Casino and the Firekeepers Eye Casino and Sportsbook app. Hopcat exists at the intersection of great beer and delicious food, complemented by music, art, community, and comfort. Home to a best-in-class beer experience served by craft beer experts. Guests can expect a casual, inviting local gathering place with some of the best damn burgers and fries you'll find in Michigan. Hopcat is proud to be an official sponsor of Peyton Thorne. Show your Spartan pride by ordering the iconic Peyton Thorne burger created by the man himself. There is no better place to watch any Michigan State game other than the 50-yard line at Spartan Stadium. Stop by any of our locations, East Lansing, Detroit, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, Kalamazoo, and Holland. To plan your next trip to Hopcat, visit hopcat.com. Firekeepers Online Casino and Sportsbook is the site to play. Get your Vegas on right now from your phone, tablet, or laptop. All the hottest slots and tables, plus sports betting featuring in-game wagering. Download the app at firekeeperscasino.com. Go with the name you know, Firekeepers. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and located in Michigan. Gambling problem? Call the Michigan Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally-grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan and use the promo code code couch and rube 20 for 20 percent off your first visit sky mint cannabis you'll love this place find our live stream podcast archives as well as show affiliate and sponsorship information at our website spotlightmediastudios.com couch in the room presented by sky mint premium cannabis and our Thursday night show brought to you by our friends at Firekeepers Casino and the Firekeepers Eye Casino and Sportsbook app. Download the app and play the games we are betting, including the games we're betting tonight, as we now have Harry Gagnon on from Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, bestbetcorner.com and extrapoints.com, and a man who has uh, almost did a rated X video. It's the sort of thing you have to hide from children. So nice work, man. Anything to get a win, right, guys? Hey, sorry, by the way, sorry I couldn't, meet, uh, couldn't be on the show a couple of days ago, guys, but uh, on tonight, so that's good. We're glad to have you. Because we're... you were butt naked in a in a hot tub or yeah. whatever you were in, <laughs> barely with anything on. It was scary. How, how, how did Michigan yeah. treat you, by the way, the yeah. Mitten State? Uh, how did we do? Everything was uh, everything was great. Was a beautiful stuff. You know, I love uh, you know, driving in. I told Jason, driving in, all you see is is it's, 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 uh, it's amazing. It's just billboards of 
marijuana and casinos. It's amazing. I I want to I want to move to Michigan. I think we are we are all there. Yeah. No. It's uh. It's this is crazy. It, it it fits who we are. This state. This is why we're here. And by the way, I, I talked by Graham. I passed fire keepers. By the way, on the way into Ann Arbor, places looks great. I wanted to stop, but we had to get we had to get to Ann Arbor. But uh, fire keepers casino looks fantastic. It's yeah, great it's from the outside. Great spot. Great spot. Absolutely. Um. All right. So let's uh. Let's dig into these games, Harry. Um, and yeah. uh, first of all, before we get to the games uh, that, that that we're doing, you have a bet you love this week, which is Tampa Bay uh, minus ten and a half, right? Which yeah. is which to me is, I mean, given what we just saw from Tampa, minus ten and a half at Carolina. I know Carolina's a mess. That's a that seems like a risky uh, bet. Explain yourself. It does, but I mean, yeah, you're right. Carolina is a mess right now, quarterback wise. Uh, Anderson got kicked out of the game by his coach Wilson, and and now he's on uh, playing for the Cardinals. Uh, just a total disarray uh, with the, the whole franchise of Carolina. Uh, rumors of uh, McCaffrey possibly being traded. Now I know Tampa Bay has only scored more than 21 points one time, and that was just playing catch, trying to keep play catch up against Kansas City. But I think this is the perfect game for Brady and the Bucks to get right. Um, the thing is, is Brady in a Bucks uniform has played Carolina four times. Not only is he four and zero against Carolina, all of those four wins have been by double digits, and three of them have been by twenty three points or more. I think Tampa gets right here. Brady gets right. The Bucks get right, and they roll the Panthers. I like it. Tampa. I mean, I like it in a teaser too. I mean, Tampa screwed me last week. I had them just. They were like the team I threw in on the money line last week on stuff. You know, yeah. of course, and then that just. Bite your whole weekend. Um, all right, let's go through these games, starting with the NFL with the Lions back in action, plus seven at the Cowboys. I, I hear people like the Cowboys nervous about this. The Lions are coming off a bye, maybe a little bit healthier. All right. Um, Dak Prescott starting. What will he look like if he's back and it's his first week and all that stuff? Um, I think the obvious play here is the Cowboys, so give me the Lions. I am, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm on the Lions. I'm not only going to win the game, but uh, – Plus seven, Jason, where are you? I just love that Dak Prescott didn't even wait for McCarthy to say it. He goes, no, no, I'm playing this weekend yeah, because yeah. he saw the Lions on the schedule. I just can't. I can't do it, Harry. Give me the Cowboys given the seven. What do you got? Well, I'm going to take Detroit. You know, Dak might be, like you said, going to probably be playing, might be rusty. We saw Cooper Rush last week with his three picks. Uh, yeah, I, Look, Lamb only led the team with 68 yards last week. I don't love this offense really right now for Dallas and Detroit. You know, coming off a bye week, three of their four losses have been by four points or less. I'm going to take the touchdown with the Lions. All right. Chiefs minus three at the 49ers. I, like, this is not a matchup I love for the Chiefs or the 49ers. So this is sort of the ultimate, me going back and forth, Graham starting it. But it's it's because I've seen this game where the 49ers bully the Chiefs. We've obviously seen that matchup before. I also don't know that this 49ers team can keep up with the Chiefs if they're able to get rolling. I don't know if the Chiefs can get rolling. To me, home underdog, though, I, I, I'm i all on the home dog here. Uh, give me the 49ers. I, I'm, I'm going to hate watching it and, and thinking that could happen, but plus three, I'm on it. Jason, where are you? I know the 49ers just lost to the Falcons, guys, but I, I love the Chiefs' offense here, but I also love the 49ers. It just seems like a game. I like money line play on the 49ers. Give me San Fran. What do you got, Harry? Yeah, I like San Fran too, guys. They're two and zero against the spread at home this season, and they're six and zero against the spread in their last six home games. Free agent pickups: Valdez Scantling, Smith Schuster. They only got one total touchdown combined. 
uh, with Patrick Mahomes, his quarterback. Uh, I, I don't love this Kansas City offense. Kelsey can't do everything. San Fran at home. Give me the Niners. All right. We're all on the Niners. That uh, makes me a little nervous. So now I'm, I'm Chiefs, heavy on the Chiefs. Um, Seahawks plus six and a half at the Chargers. Uh, this line popped at me because I, I think that people still aren't giving the Seahawks respect for actually playing decent football, for getting decent quarterback play. And Vegas, again, struggles with these L.A. teams. This is a home game for Seattle. The, the Chargers have like four fans, and Seattle's got – I mean, Seattle will be there in full force. This is a home game. So consider that when you're looking at the line. Give me the Seahawks all day here as a home dog. Jason, what do you have? I just don't like the Chargers, but I'm not really a fan of the Seahawks on the road either. But with that many points, give me the Seahawks. What do you got here? Uh, I'm going to go Chargers here. Look, uh, three uh, road games this year. Seattle's been outscored by 24. I think the Chargers offense bounces back. I know they weren't great, especially against Denver on Monday night. But I think they bounce back into like the 30th ranked defense in Seattle. I like the Chargers. I think Herbert has a pretty good game. All right. Prime time. The last NFL game. Bears plus eight at Patriots. And uh, I, I actually I love this as a teaser with the Patriots. I you know I I think Belichick is just going to mess with Justin Fields all day. Um, I you know I I don't. It's not that I hate the Bears defense. I also kind of like the under maybe in this game. But um, give me give me the Patriots plus eight, and uh, it's, a, it's a big number. But I, I just I feel like this is going to go badly for the Bears. Ah, like you said, that eight is just hanging there, but it still doesn't convince me to take Justin Field and the Bears offense. Give me Bill Belichick, the genius, given the eight. What do you got here? Yeah, I agree. Mac is supposed to be back. Uh, Chicago fourth and six games scored under twenty points, um, and I think this is a game um, where the Pats can, if they would get by this one, they've got some games that they can win coming up. Their next three are the Jets, the Colts, and then the Jets again. Pats' running game is really good. I'm going to take New England. I don't think Fields. You mentioned uh, guys that uh, Belichick is just going to mess with. Fields, I think that's going to be the case. I'm going to take New England laying the big number. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, and I know you're not a Fields fan, but I think this is a. You give me Fields versus Belichick. I, I don't know if there's a bigger mismatch right now um, this week. Uh, okay, let's go to college. Belichick versus Goff. Well, that that's up oh. there. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, no Michigan to Michigan State game this week, uh, but I hear they're still going to put these other games on TV. Um, Iowa plus 29 at Ohio State. I think this is the most intriguing game of the week for me because we all know Iowa can't score. So how do you only put that at 20? Like, how do you set a line when you think it's possible that one team cannot score at all? Um, the, their defense isn't bad, but eventually you just you wear down. Give me the Buckeyes here. I, I just uh, – yeah, the Buckeyes coming off a bye, right? Is that – they're coming off a bye. Yeah, the, um, like Hawkeyes coming off a bye too, I believe. But, like, I, I – What's Iowa got to get to to cover this? Probably 14 points? I, I don't see More it. than six like they did last week. Yeah. Give me Ohio State. I just think Iowa could, if they could score early, their defense is good enough. 29 seems a little bit heavy. I know Iowa's ass offensively, but their defense is good, Harry. Give me the 29. What do you got? I hear you, Jay, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still lay the 29 with Ohio State. Iowa just 3-3 three and three on the year. Ohio State 45 or more points in five straight. They're getting six yards to carry on the ground. I just I think this might be a game where Iowa just doesn't even they don't reach ten. So I'm going to continue to lay the points with Ohio State. Yeah, to me it's a game where like just like Michigan State with Michigan next week, 
um, where we're looking at like 23 and a half or something. But if, if for Michigan State to have any shot, the defense almost has to score. And I feel like Iowa is going to have to create a turnover early that that does something that that, that makes that 29 possible. Um, Syracuse plus 13 and a half at Clemson. And, and Harry, when we get into our, our bets for you to judge here in a minute, like I this is the game this week that I'm throwing in all the, the money line things at minus 490. Like add that to the pile, it ups the juice on all your parlays. I love Clemson on the money line here. It's a big number at 13 and a half. I'm going to be on Clemson, but I wouldn't bet it. I don't feel great about it. I just don't trust Syracuse on the road yet. I know Syracuse. This is your team, Harry, and I kind of like Syracuse here because I don't really trust Clemson. I don't know. I just think it's too many points. Give me Syracuse. What do you got? Yeah, 6-0 and Syracuse, number 14 in the country, getting two touchdowns. I'm taking them. I'm going to take them, uh, I, I, they, especially because of their defense. Uh, the defense has allowed 20 or less in five or six games. They're allowing just 13 points per game. Maybe they can pound the ball with uh, running back Sean Tucker, who's averaging over five yards to carry. And uh, I just, this is with Dino versus Dabo here. And I'm going to take I'm going to take Dino. I'm going to take Fabers with the 13 and a half here. Hopefully, I, I really like this game. By the way, guys, I really like. I'm against a lot. I'm going to give out the under in this game. So I think two touchdowns we here for Syracuse is good. Yeah, and, and again, I think Clemson is one of the last teams. If you're looking like Ohio State, there is no money line, right? Nobody's giving you a money line right now. Clemson is one of the last behemoths that like people don't really fully trust yet. So you're getting a money line if you want to throw that in into a parlay. Mississippi State, uh, this should be uh, plus twenty one at Alabama, and I. I actually like Mississippi State here. Everybody thinks, oh, Alabama will bounce back and destroy them after. I think Alabama's got some serious flaws. I don't think they're as explosive as they've been. I like Mike Leach, and uh, I, I just I can see this being a somewhat competitive game. And I'm, I'm on Mississippi State, Jason. But I think guys are playing for their jobs, and basically one of their weaknesses is the penalties. And if they can you know, kick the penalties, I think 21 is easy at home. I Give me Alabama giving up 21. What do you got here? I'm on the you know, guys. I'm on the same side as Graham here. I agree that I think you know quarterback Will Rogers is really good for the Bulldogs, completing 72 percent of his passes, has 23 touchdowns. He's got a nice hookup with Caleb Ducking, wide receiver. He's got seven touchdowns. I don't think Bama cares so much about this one. Next two games for Alabama on the road in LSU and at number seven Ole Miss. They got to worry about those games down the road. I think 21 is too many. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, yeah, just my hunch. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Bama's still getting a little brand recognition over what we've actually seen on the field. Uh, Purdue plus two and a half at Wisconsin. If Purdue is ever going to win at Wisconsin, this is the year. This is the week. Um, and uh, I'll be curious where Wisconsin's heads are. I, I think Purdue's offense will be too much. They're a dog on the road. I like Purdue quite a bit here. Jason, where are you? See, I love the money line on this, Harry. Uh, like like Graham said, if they're going to get it done after 15 years, this has to be the year. Give me Purdue plus the points. What do you got? I'm on them, too. Now, that Purdue's four wins have been by just a total of 20 points, but the quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, has been fantastic. Uh, four of six games, he's got 360 or more passing yards. I think it's too much for the Wisconsin defense to have to take on. Wisconsin's had uh, just three wins this year. They've had injuries, a couple off-field issues, too. I'm going to take Purdue. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. We're all on Purdue, we're all on the Patriots, and we're, we're all, all on the Forty San Francisco. On San Francisco. Yep. Those are our, our things. Okay, so uh, Jason, you want to what, what you're betting this weekend? Give it the 
Well, I mentioned Purdue Moneyline, Harry, so I only have a two-leg parlay, so I'm a little okay. shy for college football. Definitely no NFL in here. The NFL is going to be the death of me. But anyway, I like Purdue Moneyline at plus 110. I got it early. Also, UNLV Notre Dame, Harry, the under 47 and a hook. Notre Dame losing last week to a terrible Stanford team. UNLV has scored two touchdowns in the past two weeks. I just like the under. 47 and a hook seems a little high. It's paying plus 300. So twenty five bucks will get you a hundred bucks. Hmm, I kind of like that. You know, the only defense hasn't been that shabby that, uh, sometimes this year either. So, uh, and yeah, and kind of a letdown, especially for Notre Dame after blowing that game against Stanford. Uh, almost probably shot their season really too. So I don't mind that. One. Jay, I like that one. I like that, and I'm on Purdue. We're all on Purdue too, so I like it. So I have a chicken shit parlay. Okay, okay. this is this is a very much a uh, heavy favorites, but it pays well. And I'm going to substitute who I actually have because I don't think you're going to like it otherwise. Like, I have Liverpool at Nottingham Forest, plus 380. Man City at home against Brighton, minus 500. Sorry, the Liverpool is minus 380. Yeah. And then Syracuse, minus 490 uh, on the money line, which which gives you a payout of, like, uh, it's basically like uh, $82 on 100 bucks. Like, I love that. Now, if, you're, if you don't love Clemson like I do in that game, you can make it. Tampa Bay just on the money line and get even better value than that. So you're basically getting even money for just winning with Tampa, just winning with Liverpool, the horrible Nottingham Forest team, albeit on the road, and Man City at home against Brighton. I, I just I love the I, there are weeks where you get this opportunity with the Premier League. Not every week is like it, and it's here this week. Wow, I kind of I like that too. And like I mentioned, Tampa Bay against Carolina, Brady against Carolina, all he's four zero against them, seventeen points or more. He's won all four games. And they need this one bad Tampa Bay does. I think it's the perfect spot for the Bucks. Well, yeah. So which one are you picking? Well, you, I mean, they're not. They're so different, though. Mine's a chicken shit one. You actually had balls. I, you know? I, I don't know. You know what? Can I? Can can we put a? Can we put all five on? I want to put all five on a parlor. I love it. That Harry, this now is what we love you. Yes. So, Let's get in that bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Start scrubbing, baby. You are a beautiful man, Harry. Thanks for making time for us tonight. You guys are the best. Take care, guys. We'll Thanks, talk man. soon. Harry Gagnon from Against All Odds with Cousins Hell, Best Bet Corner, and ExtraPoints.com. That's our What We're Picking segment presented by Firekeeper's iCasino and Sportsbook app. We'll take another quick break here. We come back. Um, we'll get back into your groovy donut Twitter questions. Some really good stuff still to come. Couch in the Rue presented by Skyman Premium Cannabis. Hopcat exists at the intersection of great beer and delicious food, complemented by music, art, community, and comfort. Home to a best-in-class beer experience served by craft beer experts. Guests can expect a casual, inviting local gathering place with some of the best damn burgers and fries you'll find in Michigan. Hopcat is proud to be an official sponsor of Peyton Thorne. Show your Spartan pride by ordering the iconic Peyton Thorne burger created by the man himself. There is no better place to watch any Michigan State game other than the 50-yard line at Spartan Stadium. Stop by any of our locations, East Lansing, Detroit, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, Kalamazoo, and Holland. To plan your next trip to Hopcat, visit hopcat.com. Firekeepers Online Casino and Sportsbook is the site to play. Get your Vegas on right now from your phone, tablet, or laptop. All the hottest slots and tables, plus sports betting featuring in-game wagering. Download the app at firekeeperscasino.com. Go with the name you know, Firekeepers. 
Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and located in Michigan. Gambling problem? Call the Michigan Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally-grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan and use the promo code code couch and rube 20 for 20 percent off your first visit sky mint cannabis you'll love this place come enjoy irresistible award-winning handcrafted donuts and locally roasted coffee at groovy donuts surprise your family or co-workers with special holiday designs and flavors or put the perfect finishing touch on an event with a custom order birthdays weddings gender reveals our friends at groovy donuts are your answer experience the groovy donuts difference for yourself on lake lansing road in east lansing or in williamston get more information or place an order at groovydonuts.com Find Couch in the Room podcasts on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and the Room's favorite podcast addict. Couch in the Room presented by Skymint. Premium cannabis, great way to wind down any night, uh, whether watching football, baseball, just soaking your sorrows in uh, in a tub with Harry or or uh, after a football game, Michigan State of the Lions. Um, all right, let's dig back into these uh, these groovy donut Twitter questions. Jason, you ready? Yep, Ron Quixote next. Now that we are a third of the way through the NFL season, do the Lions finish over or under five and a half wins? Boy, the over-under was originally six and a half. I, I think that's about the number. It should be five and a half. I would say I'm going to go under right now based on... You have to. Yeah. It, it, Not excited about it, but... It's going to take a week, like something like this, where they come out and they, they do something surprising to get me back thinking they're going to they're gonna have like a seven-win season. Uh, Mojo Jojo. Graham, what is Bachelor Night, Sky Minute Graham eating and doing? Give us play-by-play. Well, it's a, it's a box of uh, groovy donuts. By the way, you can get spooky cereal donuts, some really cool stuff, uh, all the way through the end of the month. You can order them at groovydonuts.com. Can or you stop answer by the question, Stout? Like, sorry, we know that sorry. you have to do ad reads, but like, what is this? Yeah, it's, They're really asking. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it, 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 it varies. Um, it's usually a, a, little bit, a little bit of whiskey. Uh, sometimes, if things go haywire, uh, a little too many uh, chips, and, chips and salsa. Um, some late gambling on Mexican soccer, realizing there's a 10 o'clock game, getting excited. Uh, that's usually, and then it's transcribing because the worst thing in the world to do is to wake up in the morning to write and to realize you still have like an hour and a half of transcribing from some interview or something. So I always try and set myself up for success because I can transcribe when I've been, when I'm drinking and watching soccer. Mojo Jojo, any Vegas tips, food, casinos, places to watch the games, things to do or see. Going there for the first time over Thanksgiving week, it's going to be sports and sky and nirvana. Uh, you were just there recently. What would you say? March Madness? Yeah, but we 
I'm not really a Vegas expert. I'm just I'm a creature of habit. So we got up every morning and went to the Golden Nugget and we sat there. I mean, there's there's sports books that you can go to. I don't know if this was just for March Madness, but like Circa is pretty badass. I would go there definitely if you're like into the outdoor pool stuff or I don't know. But and I, I just we went to the same sports book because I didn't feel like paying 170 bucks for a table. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's there's um it's worth going if you care about sports books. It's worth going to like the Caesar's Palace one just to see it because it's such a massive thing. It's and, kind of fun. And by the way, on the on the um, on Fremont Street, do not go and buy weed off Fremont Street. Those are like low THC places or CBD. They're not allowed to sell like regular THC, like seventeen percent kind of weed uh, down in Fremont. You gotta go like a little bit outside of town. So FYI. I'm trying to find a place right now, and I can't remember the name of this place. So when I was there a few years ago covering Michigan State basketball for Thanksgiving, we had a great Thanksgiving morning. This is the sort of stuff that's great when you're out in the West Coast time. We're watching the Lions-Bears uh, game. We're betting on, like, Canisius Villanova basketball, eating steak and eggs at this little, like, casino. Sl- I mean, every place has a sports book, right? So it's a little, little sports book. With a steak and eggs diner, I mean, it's just incredible. It's like you know, what a great fucking morning. And uh, so, if you can find that sort of experience, I would say that I like uh, I like Paris as the way, place I've won the most blackjack. So just put that out there. But what does that mean to him? So you, you, had, the, a, you had a hot streak when you were there, but what? Does but that several mean? times, I, I've had you know, usually I lose at Bally's and it's connected to Paris, and I win it. I win at Paris. And by the way, when you get in the cab, if you throw him a twenty. If you want to get illegal shit, they'll tell you where to go and take you there, possibly. So there you go. Yeah. Mojo Jojo. Is Clay Whedon decommitting neutral or bad? Surprise, he went to a bottom feeder in the SEC that doesn't produce too many NFL linemen. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what's going on there. I mean, it, is, is it NIL? Is it just being close to home? Is it whatever? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I frankly don't know. It's not good for MSU because he's a four star at a position of need. Um, so I, 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 there's no. It's not good. There's no neutral about it. Mojo. Uh, Raising Cane's is solid, similar to Zaxby's, better than Popeye's, in my opinion. Worth a four-hour line? No way. But Elizabeth will be a fan. In other words, I won't get that look I got when I came home with KFC. What's Zaxby's? I'm guessing like another. Yeah, it's higher end. Yeah. Higher end. All right. Uh, Sports Guy 1919. If Michigan runs the table and loses to Ohio State, do they get in the playoff? It's a good question. I think it, it depends what happens around them, um, but there's an argument for it because it's in Columbus this year. If it's a competitive game, now you can also argue, and and this is the this is the problem with the 14 playoff. You have your chance. Like you don't need to see rematches. You, you you're sort of it's a de facto round of 16 because it's not even the conference championship game anyway. And if you lose, you're done. You had your shot. And and so I don't. And and the other thing that would matter still is if, if Ohio State were to drop somewhere else, obviously that would could have. Well, no, because would, they would still have the tiebreaker most likely. Um, I would say it, it's very hard right now to see, like, if Clemson's unbeaten, they're going to be in. The SEC champion is going to be in. Does the Big 12 send somebody? Like, it, it, it's, it's possible. It would just depend on what happens around them. Sports guy with this one. If the playoff was 12 teams, would some of these awesome games of late not mean as much as the losing team could still get in, thinking Bama, Tennessee? Yeah, no, I mean, it would still be like Tennessee trying to get in the playoff would still be a huge deal. Having a home field advantage, having a bye, it, it's still it's not going to kill the regular season to go to 12. You get up to like 
24, yeah, you're you're starting to diminish the regular season a little bit. But like to me, uh, at 12, even if you went to 24, beating Alabama at home, kind of turning things around at Tennessee, it's still a big deal. Totally. I can see what he's saying. That it could diminish some of these games if you go to 12. But, but the, it may be in the playoff side, but the rivalry will still be there. All the other importance yep. for, for everything. Like you, Michigan State beating Michigan will never be just about a rivalry. Or never, sorry, about a playoff. It'll be about a rivalry, and, and that's the way it's going to be for Tennessee-Bama. Matt Vinny, Vinny next. If near the end of his contract, Coach Tucker never beats Ohio State and never wins the Big Ten or a national title, but also averages 10-plus wins per year, always signs a top-20 recruiting class, and is undefeated against Michigan, does MSU extend him? Would the fans want to keep him around? Um, I Yes, they keep him around. Like Never beating Ohio State would frustrate people because that's ultimately the goal in your – but ultimately, it'd be sort of like Harbaugh was for a while. You're you're good enough, and it's like maybe you don't excite people. But the big thing is what you said there in the keyword, undefeated against Michigan. MSU, if if Mel Tucker's undefeated against, they, they will they will pay him forever. Undefeated against Michigan, averaging ten wins a year, never beats Ohio State. But how he, close are they to Ohio State? Because that's what we always say. Like, are you going to compete against? If they compete against them and don't beat them, I could see it. Well, and here's here's the other thing you, with a. With the new, uh, like by 2024, you may not have divisions. You may not be playing Ohio State every year. So this doesn't mean you can't ever win it all or get to the playoff or win the Big Ten or whatever it is because Ohio State's not going to constantly be in your way probably. Uh, next one from Jay Schneider. Do you think Fox is something against Urban Meyer and are punishing him with having to be at all these Michigan games? I tell you what, the, I think this is a mistake by Fox. Like they're 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 looking too much – micro and not enough macro in the way they're doing this and the way they're trying to set up what their their big noon uh pregame is because ultimately yes the best rating you can probably get that day that morning biggest game whatever biggest event might be the michigan game week after week but ultimately if you want to be on par with game day if you want to be somebody that's a big deal when you come to their place you got to move it around you got to go wherever the game is even if you don't have it on your network and and, and that's the bigger picture and they're just they suck at that Jay, uh, Riemenscheider with this one. Does George Blaha have more love for the Pistons or MSU? He's called games for both forever. He's seen lots of good times, bad times, ups and downs, and great players. No love for alma mater, though, because as some may not know, he went to school at Michigan State's two biggest rivals, Michigan and Notre Dame. I'd say it's Michigan. The only reason I say it's Michigan State over the Pistons is I don't think you could call that many Pistons games over the last decade without being dead inside with the Pistons a little bit. Like, Yeah, but they, then you remember the bad boy days in 2004. He's got to be able to – but what I mean is, like, I saw him in the press box at Maryland, and he was annoyed that Elijah Collins wasn't running more. He was like, if they want to win, they'll run. Like, you know, like, he was into it. He was fired up at halftime. And I don't – maybe he's like that with the Pistons. I don't ever hear it from him. He's always more about Michigan State. But you're leaving a Michigan State game. Right? And I'm usually at a Michigan State press conference, and I'm pressing him about the Pistons, and he's trying to talk Michigan State. It's always awkward. Yeah. Uh, next one from Jay. More meaningful win. Michigan beating Ohio State last year after winning only once in the previous 16 meetings, thus, thus winning the Big Ten and getting to the college football playoff, or Tennessee beating Bama after 15 straight losses, but we still don't know what the rest of their season holds. That's a really – I mean, those are so – Similar in a sense. I mean, that was such a huge win for. It's the most comparable to 
I don't know. What, it's, it's it's impossible to know what's bigger because I would still I would go Tennessee. Would you beating Bama? I I just think it was at home. You got the fan base all excited. I can Boy, see. Michigan. I I could see both being the, argued, but the reason I think that Tennessee feels bigger is it was at the last second, whereas the Michigan game had sort of been setting up for a while. Like this, everybody knew that they were. I mean, it was an unbelievable performance. What I mean is, it didn't have the the air of excitement all the way to the finish the same way. So it felt different. Yeah. But I would say they're both equal. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett, who wins the national championship in football right now? I have no idea, and that's kind of fun. It, to be honest, to see. I mean, you can say Georgia, and they've had some weeks where they don't look amazing up front. Alabama's down. Like it, it is nice to have this sort of rotation, and and to have some other teams have a chance. I would have to say Ohio State to me. Georgia, I would say Clemson. Georgia. Yeah, I would say Georgia is probably my pick for the final. Ooh, going out on a limb there. Yeah, uh, Jarrett, what are the recruiting rankings for Michigan State starters compared to MSU's? I don't know, and this this would require some more than just like uh, two minutes of research. But it does make Eric Schultz a good idea for a column. No, I can, I'm happy to do that for a column. I'm just not for a single Twitter question. Oh. Um, so I might. So you don't care about our I, listeners? I, I knew that was going to go poorly there. I didn't mean that, but it is no. It'd be something to look up and like just sort of look up where you know to to what degree are, are these you know what's in the toolbox so to speak these teams are uh, are playing with. It's a great oh. question. Oh. Instead of boo boo call. No. Wesley Collins. How does Kendrick Perkins have an NBA analyst job? The next complete sentence he speaks will be his first, and he has zero content to add. Does he have dirt on someone? I find him entertaining once in a while, so I, I, I hate to disagree a little bit. I understand what you mean, though. It's not like it's smooth analysis, and there are some cringe moments once in a while, but I, he speaks his mind, right? So Sure. That's all you can ask yeah. from someone. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. He totally... goes after players. I think I don't know. I don't. I don't mind him. Um, I, I and I enjoy some of his stuff, but I, I, I understand he's not exactly polished it, in it. It's yeah. better than this new trend of just having guys on set yell. Yes, he does not. Am yell. I, am I getting old though? Like these guys in NFL and they do the pancakes of the week and all this shit, and it's just guys just yelling and shit. Like in the morning, I'm like, all right. Yes, don't Stephen yell. Stephen A. It's just like all right. Like don't Michael yell at Irvin. Me in the morning. Yeah, don't yell. Uh, call me Al Graham. What is the best story idea you have that you can't quite put fully together to publish? I, I really can't. I mean, I have some stuff that I'm not going to say here because <clears> I'm a smoker. I, well, no, that's that's an obvious one, oh. and, and and it may may or may not happen. It, it, the contact has been made. We'll, we'll see. Um, the uh, I would love to have had it this week. The um, can I ask though, what would be the upside for smoker? Well, I, I, yeah, I don't think there's much downside. People, people would, I think, like to hear from him, and I think I don't think his his life is not in shambles. That's the other no. thing. So that's it's it's he's got a good thing. He going. partied in college. Holy shit! And he's got a crazy. good thing going right now. So I think people would like to hear from him. I don't think he would come off poorly, and, and so it, it you know he's just sort of living a private life. I was interested. I was listening to a podcast the other day about a project that um, people did with the Elite Eleven. No, it was all the five-star quarterbacks over a huge percentage of time. And the only, like, two they couldn't get a hold of were Jeff Smoker and somebody else. Like, he literally couldn't get a hold of them. So I felt good for myself for at least being able to get a hold of them. Uh, call me Al. Uh, who is someone in sports that the public or fans generally like who players or media don't? Russ Westbrook. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, somebody Maybe the public doesn't even like. Him. I don't know. Yeah, somebody like in the uh, the college realm that people are big 
um, fans of that, you know, well, I mean, there are more media people who don't like Izzo than fans who don't, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's that, um, don't coach my team. So that's a, it's a good question. There, there are certainly people that fans feel stronger about in a good way than, than media types do. I'm trying to think of just people in my own sphere that I'm like, eh, I could take him or leave him. Um, and I'm trying to think of MSU basketball or football player that I dealt with. Some Hoffer. Nah, I, I, I'll, 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 you know, I don't, I don't want to call it an MSU guy. Slatzer. Nah, I tell it's, it's, it's all good. I'll give you something for the previous question though, like that. I, I will say that I've been meaning to put together, and it gets harder and harder uh, when I get busier and busier. But the, uh, I, I've always wanted to do a real project deep dive into school choice in Lansing and why it initially took hold uh, after the legislation, the the early people to leave, um, and and any potential remedies for it, for what used to be a really special district for a period of time that was hurt by legislation that had some purpose other places, even if I disagreed with it, but really had no purpose in Lansing and, 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 and hurt Lansing in a really bad, bad way. All right, call me out. Why am I wrong thinking it's going to be a long year for the MSU basketball team? Um, I, you know, I'm not going to... has to wear negligee. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you you are. I've had somebody tell me who knows hoops and has seen the team that they think this is the worst team Izzo's had in a while. I disagree with that. I think they're, I, I just think they've, if they use what they have in terms of guard play and skill at the four, like I, I think if you use Joey Hauser, who I think is going to have a decent year and Malik Hall correctly, and you put together a five person lineup that looks like Hall, Hauser, uh, Aikens, um, Tyson Walker and and AJ Hogar. That's a pretty skilled lineup that's going to cause some people some problems. I don't know if they'll be able to rebound all that well, but they should be able to do enough that causes you some problems. So I don't I don't see it yet. Alex James next. Why doesn't Jay Johnson feature more athletes getting the ball in space? It's either run up the middle or sideline throw to Reed. He has the athletes to run a spread attack and doesn't have the O line to run a pro style. That's what I would suggest. Yeah, I mean. It would be. I mean, you want to get your best guys the ball in space, and um, but I don't know the, the traditional spread. Like you, you've got to you've got to run the ball. I think in the Big Ten and, and with what they have, the traditional spread, the old I mean, there are different ver- variants of it. The old basketball on turf. Um, I was not a huge fan of. It wasn't a thinking man's offense. It was just sort of you know react throw here. It, it's in certain ways is unless you got a coach who really does it well is is phased out and I don't it's just not what Jay Johnson does next one from Alex why did the Big Ten basketball schedule get moved up so far early December open and then four weeks back out of conference is this Fox's ass scheduling make it make sense you no know, it's, it's because and they've been doing this for a little while now um they they don't want the games in finals week and Teams would rather play them back-to-back pretty early in, in December. They don't want them going into the holidays when students are away. Teams want their students on campus, and they don't want it in finals week. So basically, teams don't want to lose that advantage of you got a home game, students are on campus, and so that's why they're that, that first week in December. Next one from Alex. Word on the street is Raccoon Graham was spotted at the Raising Cane's grand opening last week. Shit, I hope Mrs. Graham isn't listening. Yeah, no, I... I as much as I love Skyman, and Skyman does feed some of my food urges, um, mostly mostly donuts. And uh, 
but I would not go to Raising Cane's no matter how well, much I mean, had me. If you, yeah, but if you could just get in and get out, I would. Oh yeah, sure. I'll ch- I'll try it at some point. I'm not going to wait in any line. Like I don't, I I wouldn't wait in the, if I got in there and like seven people in front of me. I'd be like, what am I doing? I'm like just down the street from from Hopcat, or I can go to Front Forty Three, just like a mile this way. Like, what would I possibly get at Raising Cane's that would be any better than that? Nothing. Corey Ostrom next. I called the move to more zone-blocking schemes to get the run game going before the game last week. Is it sustainable and effective going forward, even if it's just okay? Jalen Berger looked more comfortable with Elijah Collins again, looked like running back one. Also, it's been a long time since I've contributed to the show. What's my punishment? No punishment. You're always welcome back. Anybody's welcome back. (laughs) We appreciated you before. We appreciate you now. The, um, that was your punishment. Yeah. The caw to death. <laughs> um, caw. Yeah, I think both the running backs played pretty well last week. I'm very curious to see if they can run the ball at all this week. I think caw. that would make a, 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 obviously a big difference. And I think Collins is, you know, you saw him get, what, he get 13 carries last week? Okay, now he's, you can trust he's part of the rotation. And, and I, I'm very curious to see what that looks like. Um, this week or next week? This, oh, sorry, next week. Okay. Jesus, now next we're, now weekend, we're a weekend from next, the Michigan game, the next game, <laughs> and uh, I next do, weekend. I do think there are some adjustments. I do think the zone blocking stuff helped. I d- look, they know they don't have a great line, and they're just trying to survive with it and and be competent at something. And um, you know, I go back to that 2017 team, struggled to run the ball, was great in protection, and was good at running on the edges. And they had something they could count on a little bit, and it, it got them to ten and three. And so. This running game needs to find – now, is that going to be enough to beat Michigan? Probably not, but it could make a difference when you're trying to win three in a row in November against Indiana, uh, Rutgers, and, and Penn State. Corey, with this one, should the plan defensively be to show J.J. McCarthy enough different blitz packages, alignments, and stunts to confuse him and the O-line into forcing turnovers and sacks? Well, yes. yeah. Well, yeah, that would be the plan. <laughs> Easier said than done, but yeah, right. I mean, if you can get them to throw the ball too, the the, the problem is, I think they're going to run into just about anything you want to do, and they they want to run the ball down Michigan State's throat. Now you can, I guess there's a the, a point where you can force McCarthy to beat you, and I, and I would be tempted to do that. I would I would leave your your guys out there, and and have them defend one on one and deal with the consequences because I think the consequences are worse being susceptible to the run. Uh, next one, Corey. Uh, will the coaching staff look at the second half film and see the best offense is putting the ball in the hands of our playmakers instead of forcing the run? Tight end sets for quick hits to Barker and Carr, bubble screens and pick routes for Reed and Coleman, Wildcat for Reed and Coleman, and from Jake LeHoyer. Knowing the, uh, the limitations of MSU's offensive line, how can Jay Johnson make better use of the tight end and wide receiver strength this offense has? Well, just more of it with the tight ends. I mean, there's no excuse for Malik Carr not to see the ball more when you see what he's capable of. Like, you've got to find ways to get him the ball in space over, over the middle. And same with Daniel Barker. Um, those are your two best playmakers at that position for sure. I do think you have to force a run game to a certain degree. I think balance is, is, is so critical, and I know people hate that. And you can create... Uh, the effect of a run game with short passes to give you three, four yards at a time, but that doesn't do to a defense what a run game does. Being forced to come up and tackle a running back, being forced to play the run, impacts a defense more than that, and I think you have to maintain that as part of your attack. Nick Palmer, if you could only listen to one podcast for the rest of your life, what's your pick? It ain't this one. Um, what Spartan do you got? speak. Yeah. Now Drew and Mike. 
Okay. Drew and Mike podcast is my favorite. Yeah, I would. It's a good question. What I would, uh, I you know, there's a like I I listen to uh, Rosillo a lot on the Ringer. I like his I like his stuff. So for the uh, rest of your life, rest of my life. No, I can't do that though. Mm. I don't know if there is one like I, that. I well, you have to pick one. I, I know it's a question. I mean, the original you're wrong about before they split up were really. I liked them a lot. I, 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 I can't. I would maybe just listen to replays of this one and, and reminisce. Nick Palmer, who is the best college recruiter you've ever seen? Herb. I mean, he elevated. I mean, he's, yeah. There have been. Everywhere he's gone. And there have been some coaches that, you know, I've, I've um, just covered briefly who are really good here and there. What about Brian Kelly? Kelly was. Grade A bullshitter, man. He, He's perfect for recruiting, but he was great at it. Yeah, and and you look at what he did: Grand Valley, Central Cincinnati, you know, and and then Notre Dame. But I think those first three stops, the way he recruited and coached, um, that's a good, that's a really good question. I think Saban is a um underrated recruiter, and you st- you st- look look at is the he guys underrated though. I mean, he just walks in the door, and people are like, "Holy shit!" That's what I Saban. mean. Well, that's well, yeah, but I mean, like, I think people at this point. Does he get thought of as a great recruiter because he's a great coach? You know what I mean? Like it's sort of like you don't. I, I think think it's been so easy for him for the past what decade, decade and a half. Uh, yeah, I think he's a really you can't great really give him credit though. Stuff people used to say like Ed Orgeron was great. I you know I never covered him. I don't really know what that. I've never been in the living room with the swamp thing talking to me, telling me to what college that dude I should would go definitely. To. If I was when I was eighteen or like if he came into my living room for sure, like yep, where am I going? There's no chance my dad would let me go to any school he was at. <laughs> would not happen. Uh, million years. Nick Palmer, will you be selling merchandise again for the holidays? We'll look at it. Um, yeah. We'll look at it. We don't want to stick uh, trees in the, the sweatshop for yeah, all we got, hours of the day. We have one person doing it all. We, we got to see. We got Yeah, our, our, our system uh, will go with, if we're going with Therese, which is I think what we want to do, we have to see what, we have some limitations to what we can request. And I have what to live with her. You know what I mean? Like. I want her going nuts. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll, we, yes, I, I would like to do something. Bo McJunkins. Should Michigan fans be making fun of MSU for the upside-down M when they call people little brother in a rivalry they've lost lately or refer to schools as the team down south? Yeah, I mean, Michigan, I, I think the upside-down M was fine. It's just the Michigan State deleted the tweet, which is like, don't do that. Just stick by it, you know, and Mel what Tucker's happened? word, own it. They Michigan tweeted out Michigan something. State tweeted out the game time of the Michigan game when it was released with an upside down M and then must have taken some flack somewhere and deleted it. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Bo McJunkins. After seeing some of the O-line talent this season from coach D era and what left the program previously was Dave Warner as bad as he seemed at the time or handicapped by poor line play. I never thought he was a horrible offensive coordinator. I was in the minority. I always thought he was, it was fine as long as he had, good talent he just wasn't somebody who could make chicken salad out of chicken shit and sometimes you need that like at this level you want to try to find that like the the guy i covered in kalamazoo when i worked there by the way was no, no Michigan, uh, bill cubit you know he's one of those guys who if, if he went to like if i were a, a program that was losing van vanderbilt oh, vanderbilt's always going to lose but like uh you know even Rutgers or like he's going to get he may never get you to 10 wins but you win seven because he'll do enough things offensively and he's creatively like you got to have those guys that can get a, a receiver or two and a, and a QB and then just have a have a field day. I and I don't think Warner was ever that. I don't think 
you, you when you coach the quarterbacks, I don't think the quarterbacks were ever great. I um, I liked him personally. We had a lot of good conversations. Um, I don't, you know, he still was the offensive coordinator for a record-setting season, and that's, you know, he gets to own that too. So, um, but he was not helped by the talent at the end. Certainly, it's hard to call an offense when you're losing up front. Bo McJunkins, am I crazy for still not being afraid of Illinois? No, I'm I mean, afraid. I yeah, it's a good question. Like they look good, but I think if you asked anybody to a, to a man, they tell you that like Michigan's a much more not just because what losing that game means to MSU fans, but just they look like a team that can just beat on you differently than Illinois can. And and so I get why there's not the fear factor. Uh, next one from Bo. Is it surprising to you Denzel Valentine hasn't had more success at the NBA level? A guy like Winston, I understand being overseas, but surprise, Denzel hasn't stuck. Yeah, I think if he, he, he his injuries were already wearing on him by the end of college, right? You didn't have great knees. And I think if he was able to stay injury-free a little more, because he's had some success in moments where he's been healthy, but, you know, your best abilities, your availability or whatever, and he's not – he's a rotation guy. Um, I think healthy – he could have been a you know seven eight year pro. It just couldn't quite get that to happen, and it's diminished who he is. And I also thought, to be honest, the one thing I thought he would be, do, I thought he'd shoot a higher percentage from three at the NBA level because he really improved that. He became a forty five percent three point shooter at the college game, and so I I thought that would be something he could hang his hat on. Next one from Tyrone. Is Sky Mint looking for a way to branch out? I have a program idea. I'll loan my kids out for a day, and it's a guarantee that the adult will end up needing some Sky Mint. Hashtag Graham said fuck kids. I did say that. Um, Does someone have a timestamp of that? <laughs> we could find it pretty easily. Um, fuck kids. That is true. If you if you want somebody to need Sky Mint, just oh my god, give them young kids to deal with, especially if they're not yours. If you like watching I, my nephew for five hours, I'm like, holy hell! Like I don't understand how like daycare workers aren't Ugh. don't have Sky Mint constantly running through the veins. Oh my god, Tyrone Couch. If Tucker makes this team bipolar, Iowa junior with a double digit win year followed by a shit show, how long can we keep him around? Is the every other year good enough to sacrifice the following season? John L. Smith one year, D'Antonio the next. No, it's not. But I think you have to get to the point where he has his guys where it's fair to judge and then judge. So, for example, if it's the every other year stuff starting in 2025, 24 even, and it's like, wait a second, this, then, then, yeah, that's a huge problem. But at this point, no, because last year was just sort of this year that ha- happened off schedule a little bit. And so it's not really fair to put in that, that department. You have to look at last year in some ways – is, you know, like five and seven. Now, how do you feel about this year? Now, people might be going, wait a sec, is Mel Tucker the right guy? Um, which would also be would be, would be be fair, although it, it would be interesting to see his recruiting. I, I think this class to me, I've never been, you know, you know, I'm not a huge recruiting guy, but this particular class, this particular December, is as interesting to me as any football recruiting class I've ever covered. I want to know how many guys stay in it, who they're able to get late, what it looks like, because this – Ultimately, start. these are the classes he's got to build it with, and so you need them to be good players. J.D. next. How many times per Spartan speak does Graham hear something come out of Solari's mouth and sarcastically think, oh, boy, the listeners are going to love that? And I think, uh, well, it, probably once an episode. Usually when he <laughs> when he bags on fans a little bit, I'm like, oh, that's not going to go well. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not great. Sometimes I black out for a while. It depends on the level of Skyman. I know the feeling. 
JD, since Michigan is wearing maize, should MSU break out the all blacks with neon lettering for the game? The answer is yes. Yeah, I want. Hell yeah, let's go neon. Go neon, lose seventy to seven, burn them, get it out of the way. Well, no, I, I want them to come back. No neons. Oh, JD, when is the show being renamed to Caw Caw and the Rube? I think it's Caw 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 Cotch and the Rube. Yeah. <laughs> Some dude. Was that a caw or an awe at the end of Graham's most recent John L. impression? Worth a replay just to hear its gloriousness once more. I don't even remember. What was my John L. impression? Oh, I don't know. God, I don't remember. Something these about things. them screwing it up. And you... Oh, I did the uh, did I do the Mel Tucker screwing up? Or the <laughs> the players are screwing up, and the coach or the coach are playing playing ass off. The coach is screwing off. Caw! Yeah, I did do the call probably. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Some dude regarding uh, Jared Goff and his inflated stats. Uh, is there a world in which he's made another team's GM so horny that we can get some draft capital in a trade? I see two more losses before the November uh, 1st deadline. So the season is over at 1-6, and six, maybe a third or fourth and a sixth. Everyone knows we can't draft in the first two rounds. Troy Weaver has shown us that there is still a sucker born every minute. I don't think there's another GM who wants Jared Goff. The, the only- they would have to be desperate. Yeah, and, and, and so this after this year, you can cut them, and it doesn't cost a lot. So it would have to be – I don't know when the trade deadline is. It would almost have to be like in season, a team that thought he was good enough to keep them afloat when somebody got hurt. Perfect scenario. I, I don't – who would think that? I don't. He said November 1st is the deadline. Okay. Yeah. No, it's the number – okay, yeah, yeah. He said November 1st. Yeah, I should listen to the question. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see how you can watch that game against the Patriots and think Jared Goff has any value to anybody in the league. Couch on fire. Do we take the 29 points and Iowa Saturday? Don't do it. You know how hard that would be? Because the, the worst part would be you know Iowa can't score, so you're just sort of waiting to see how many points Ohio State gets to. It would be frustrating. And, and Ohio State can score quickly, so you, you might think, oh, my gosh, they're doing this. It's 10 nothing at the half. And then it's 38-3. You know, like I don't I – don't. I might sprinkle. I don't really? Know. Just yeah, have some fun? I like Iowa's D. I just – All right. Uh, next one from Couch on Fire. Odds that Graham's doppelganger, Boris, returns as UK Prime Minister. I I don't I I've not read all the things, but I keep I'm seeing, so glad that bit's back. I keep seeing all the pictures, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, What's happened? What what happened with that? The Prime Minister this. resigned today. Yeah, I saw six that. Weeks. I can read a headline. I'm just so yeah. There's gonna be another election, I think, next week or something. But I don't know. It, it, it sounds like it well, sounds why like did, why so, did she give up? She just well, said, screw she, this. this yeah, is she ass. came in with certain economic mandates and things have gone really south in england and so she sort of acknowledged that oh couch on fire graham as a soccer fan have you noticed uh what the msu women's team is doing i have i i am going home tonight uh to write and uh by mid-morning tomorrow we'll have a, a column on you know I, I sat down with uh their coach and uh, several of their players for a little while um this week and um so they're in their home sunday against uh, a ranked rutgers team really good rutgers team They've already clinched the Big Ten. That game's on TV. They've really been the story of the of the fall at Michigan State, and and they've been well supported. I mean, what they what they saw at the Martin Stadium, or had like thirty two hundred fans at the at the. I mean, that, it's it's cool that people have supported them like this, and it's it's cool that they're this damn good. I, people will get people get fired up when people are good. Like I remember it growing up here when Michigan State's volleyball team made the Final Four and had that run with Jennifer Robel and those guys, and and Chuck uh, Irby is the coach. 
Like, that was a huge deal around here. Like, everything was MSU volleyball for a while, and, and soccer is a big enough sport. And if, if, if When they make this sort of run, I, people are going to get excited. Couch on fire is plus 8,000, a good throw-in for MSU basketball to win the national championship. Nah, it's worth yeah. a sprinkle. Yeah, to have some fun with it. Yeah, well, Toss 25 on it. I'll say this. You have to do it now. Because if it were to happen, you'd almost regret not doing it to the point that it would mess with your enjoyment watching the game. Yeah. So once you've said it out loud, you have to do it. Fart soup. WTF is up the camera angle, is up with the camera angle for Syracuse football games. Seriously, is Graham's mom filming it live from the sidelines? Unwatchable. Yeah, it's the Carrier Dome. It's it's you know you see that like some championship stadiums in the in uh, in English soccer, just where they have this weird. You know, some old college basketball venues. It's not. It's not easy to watch a game there. It's a weird dome. I, I've I've been in there a lot. Um, I you know covered. Uh, that's where Michigan State made the Final Four in 2015, uh, and so covered that regional there. I I dated a girl in college who played softball for Syracuse, and spent some time in there because that's where they practiced and everything. And um, so yeah, I've been. You know, I. It's a cool dome, but it's small and it's. Um, did you say that to brag, though, that you dated someone that played at Syracuse, or was it pertinent to the story? It was not. I, I don't tell a lot of pertinent stories. It reminds me of the time I was at the gym on the treadmill. Fart soup. Why did Saturday's game give me hardcore John L. Smith flashbacks? Because there were John L. Smith-type blunders, or it felt like it, you know. Um, and John L. Smith teams often did pretty well in terms of controlling the line of scrimmage or, or making plays, and then they just d- did dumb things, and, and Michigan State overcame it. Greeny, greeny, 777. I stated on Sunday MSU would be undefeated heading into the bye sans injuries. No way they beat Ohio State, so one loss headed into the bye at best. I felt like ass hearing this live. Either of you had ever had a comment read live by someone else and immediately regretted this comment. <laughs> yeah, Judge. What, what was the back judge statement? No, I don't know. Oh. I was just trying to think. I don't. I can't remember someone else reading. Oh, like something judge, yeah. I've I've said. You know, I mean, I've had some some takes. I thought afterwards, I'm like, yeah, it's not great. But you, it's never. It's not usually instant. Um, I'm trying to think of something I've the the ones the ones that embarrass me to this day that I'm glad nobody else can see is you know when I was like 29 or 30, I used Facebook like I use Twitter now. Like, and so I get all these Facebook memories of these takes I had. I hate like, that, and I'm like, from, I'm like, oh my god, that's humiliating. Like, I sweat w- l- reading them. I'm like, this is embarrassing. I, I get, I get humiliated. I'm like, thank God was, nobody can see this. It but. was reason number 870 why I got rid of Facebook. But yes, oh, MySpace man. would have been way worse if they kept that shit around. I guarantee it. Um, where are we at here? Oh, Greeny, Greeny, seven, seven, seven. MSU looked like a team without a win in four games against Wisconsin. Winning, uh, winning had become elusive, and both players and coaches played tight. Lots of errors. Have you ever gotten into a rut in achieving or winning something became painfully elusive? Yeah, pretty much every every day of my life. Um, Golf. I mean, yeah, no, I've been there. I, you know, I, I would say the best or the, sorry, the worst that was ever for me was uh, junior year high school tennis. I lost thirteen straight matches at one singles, and I just lost my confidence. I was like six and four to start the year, and you're playing one singles, so you're playing some great players. So some of the thing, in, but you're. At a certain point, I just had – I mean, there were guys I was playing that I beat growing up all the time, and I could not – I just had no confidence in my game. I'd lost who I was, and I had figured it out. I had a decent senior year, but, like, that was the worst because I just wanted to give up the sport, and I couldn't figure out how to do it. 
Greeny, greeny. Uh, reminds me of playing Major League Baseball, the show, with my nephew. He never beat me. Came close once, but he was so nervous he fell apart in the ninth. Lost the game and proceeded to cry. Fucking crocodile tears. <laughs> it was wonderful. Kids are assholes. This is a story worth telling. Presented by our friends at Midtown Brewing Company. That's 402 South Washington Avenue in downtown Lansing. Great place for just a meal, a, a dinner out, a date night, or just have a beer, like an American stout. Um, and this weekend is going to be beautiful. So you probably have, you know, just stroll downtown, have brunch at, uh, at Midtown Brewing Company. Outstanding brunch menu. Does he get a gift card? I mean, that was the tweet of the year right there. It's our assholes. Uh, Dark Antonio. Jason, you said you don't know if Michigan is good. What would they have to do to make you think of them as a good team? Beat or hang with Ohio State in the last game of the year? I just, I didn't know if it was more of a Franklin Penn State shitting the bed. I just, Michigan's offense is kind of, I don't know. I know that they're a very good team. I know they're better than Michigan State. Yes, if they beat with Ohio, beat Ohio State, obviously they're a good team. I, I think they're a good team. I just talk, I'm talking more about a like a playoff level team. I well, don't know. And I think we'll learn more. They, you know, obviously they play Michigan State next week, but it, they play the week before they play Ohio State, Illinois, and how they do in that game will be a little telling as well. Uh, next one from Dark. Would you harp on MSU as much as you do Michigan and to a lesser extent Ohio State for having a weak non-conference schedule and eight home games? Keep in mind, it would mean that you get to stay home eight weeks during college football. Sounds nice, doesn't it? I don't mind the travel. Um, my wife certainly likes that I leave, if, you know, uh, somewhat regularly. It's it's not that much. I, um, I it was it, and just because it made my life easier would not mean it was the right thing to do. And the reason Ohio State is different, and, and we realized as we had Joey Kaufman on, was that it's the way the Notre Dame series got. Like they only have six home games next year because they're at Notre Dame, so they kind of make up for it. With the eight this year, Tom I, Crawford called out Jim Harbaugh at a press conference. That's, all he that's how know. bad yeah, it yeah. got. Yeah. So yes, I think if Michigan State did that, I think even Graham would stand up and no, say something. It's like it, it's just terrible for the fans. Well, it's one of my principles. It's up there with like you know the idea that you should play a road game in college basketball before you're ranked. It's a, you know yeah, playing eight home games is just fucking ridiculous. Uh, Dark Antonio, both. Peculiar, 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 shit, I can't do it. Both peculiar, fuck it, peculiar, peculiar, that's a tough word. Quirky individuals in their own way, but why do most like Mike Leach? And quite a few, and not just around here, dislike Jim Harbaugh. Well, Leach says weird, fun stuff, and Harbaugh is just kind of weird. I think that's the difference. They're both weird as shit. Mike Leach talks from the hip, and Harbaugh is kind of just a weird, like, wear your cleats at someone's, like, wood floor thing and here's the big thing how you're judged often how you i mean how you interact with the media matters in, in terms of public perception and mike leach gives amazing quotes even though he can be a dick to media types too jim harbaugh sometimes almost catatonic and disrespectful like he's not even yeah but the, they don't the care you think angelique cares the blue wall i they still like harbaugh they don't give a shit i i disagree a little bit oh, okay uh, Dark Antonio is James Edwards the third related to James Buddha Edwards? He is not. He is not we're, James. We're dropping MFers now. Not really. Rela- rela- we call him Baby Buddha, but there's no relation. That would be great though. Yeah, or if there is, uh, his dad does not know it. Is James Edwards still alive? Uh, Buddha, the real one? Yeah, yeah. No, seen. James Edwards the third, who we had on the show Tuesday. <laughs> Hold still on. Alive? Hold on. Let me find out. I don't want to kill somebody. Pretty sure I've seen him recently. Yeah, he's still alive. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. 
Ken Chu, <laughs> why don't they mic up the drum line in Spartan Stadium? I have never thought about it. It actually would be smart to do. I have never thought about it, though. Ben Jen, Couch, do you take back all your comments about how the rise is the best part? The rise sucks ass. The rise is great. Look at MSU women's soccer right now. They're, look how much fun that story is. for. I mean, they're enjoying the heck out of it. It's fun now, but if you're ass for years, it's... Well, you know, I get that last year felt like the I mean the rise is great when it's a true rise. The problem is when you get a when you get fool's gold as a rise like last year it makes the next year suck. Ben Jen, have you seen the Lord of the Rings prequel? 5 episodes in and been about 8 hours of chatting. Z z z z z. I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy, are you? Jesus Christ. Really? You have to ask me that? I I just you never you know. You think all of a sudden that I am into Lord of the Rings? Could be. No, no. To answer your question. Ben Jen, who's worse? person who takes up two parking spots in a packed lot or a left turner who refuses to enter the intersection so three cars can go through a yellow okay person who takes up two parking spots in a packed lot is is just ass beyond ass right yeah left turner refuses to enter an intersection Mm. i see what you're saying so you got to be you inched out there you know here's the thing i have more sympathy even though it's annoying for that person inching out just because you never know what they've been through. They could be older. They could have been in an accident. You're putting yourself out there a little bit. You don't know what other people are thinking. You ought to get out there, but it's not like, like, well, what if they got into an accident in a parking lot and that's why they take up two parking spots? I mean, you can make qualifications. Listen, it's easy. Two parking spot person is complete ass in every facet of their life. Yes. It's easy. On purpose. If you do it by accident here and there or something, or you're high or drunk or something, you're parking too, who cares? But if you're doing it on purpose, you're like, fuck these people. You're ass. Hunter, week three of asking your opinion on Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, like, so, I, I hadn't put money in this in there because is it a serious question? It's from Scooby-Doo, right? It's this, It's the character, right? I, I, uh, Why do you put these in here? I don't know. I, because you, it don't, was, you don't know what they are, so we're supposed to figure it out. It was week three, and I was like, he's going to keep putting it in here, so I'll just fucking put it in I here. I feel bad. Just, there, what is it? Scrappy-Doo is awesome. Yeah. Great guy. Dog. Yeah. Anthony Armour and Hans Jurgen together. Ooh, Holding what, hands. What a marriage. Like Thelma and Louise. Does Jason live at the Midnight Tavern? I Technically, I do. It's the location that when I tweet from the house, it is, for some reason, the Midnight Tavern. Which, I'm wait, fascinated but, by it. I don't know how it happened. Is there a tavern called the Midnight Tavern? No. There? That's amazing. There must be our something. location is the Midnight Tavern. There must be like some old bar or something that's cool. Like there's got to be some history there. I'm sure. I have. Well, I, hold I on. I have no want to figure it out. Give me. Oh look. God! How much hoff do you need? Like hours. Um. Midnight Tavern. I'm not seeing it there. Search. I'll have to go through the newspapers.com. There's no way you'd you'd be able to figure it out, right? Newspapers.com. If it ever got torn down, like if there's something historic, I would would let you know. If you're like on a grave site, an Indian (laughs) burial site or or something. Yeah, keep that to yourself. Uh, Hans Jurgen, has an employer ever encouraged you to look elsewhere to work so you don't have to, they don't have to resort to firing you? This is a question for you. Oh, for me? No, they never told me to look elsewhere. You, they just put like seven hours on your schedule, and you went and looked at the schedule. They had that happened at Staples one time. They didn't want to fire me, so they just I would go in there, and it was like, oh, it's seven hours. Cut your hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get the hint. Thank you, uh, Hans, Jason. Where or what is Midnight Tavern? Oh, I'm sorry, is I thought it, I copied this out. Sorry. Is it your basement? I've yeah, had a lot of candles and paraphernalia related to a cult. 
Taboo motherfucker. Okay. Uh, next one <laughs> from Hans. Do you have a favorite cider mill? Ever been to Cranes in Allegan County? I, I never have. I've been to Uncle John's here. I've been to a couple others, but uh, do you have a cider mill of choice? No. Didn't think so. The one that gets you in and out. Oh, shit. Where are we at here? Hans with who Hans, would win. Uh, okay. Hans, who would win in a death match between Johnny Spirit and Harbaugh? Hondo versus Tim Stout. The Sundance Chevrolet guy and Ted Nugent. Oh, man. These are good fights. I would I would pay to see all these. <laughs> Absolutely. What a card. Yeah. Hondo versus Stout in like a debate. Oh. The like de- not fist fight. Like oh, Hondo okay. and Stout. Oh, you, we'll do the impersonation of these two. This would be great. Okay. Listen, Hondo, I don't know who you are. Okay. I know you're into. <laughs> Never mind. I can't do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tim, you're a better husband and father. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I don't know. Uh, Hans Jurgen. Could any man who likes the show tunes be elected president? Yeah. I think many people who do like show tunes have been elected president. You just don't know it. Oh, shit. I just, sorry about that. Uh, next one, Hans. No, that was it. Jesus. Jake Hawkins. Sorry, my bet hit and people are messaging me. Uh, Jake Hawkins, do you think Draymond Green makes through makes it through the entire NBA season as a Golden State Warrior, or does he get traded? I was listening to an interesting podcast about this. Uh, it was the Rosillo podcast had Anthony Slater on, who covers the Warriors for the Athletic. And I, I do think he gets through this season. Where it becomes fascinating is their owners have basically put a line in the sand in terms of the luxury tax that they're not going to go over four hundred. And to, even to pick up Draymond, if Draymond Green picks up his option for next year which is like 25 million his own option which you'd think they'd want him to do because then they'd give him more time to figure it out and it's not that much money the luxury tax and, and all the multipliers and that it's like 500 million they're not going into next season with Jordan Poole uh, Draymond Green and um, Wiggins all three on the roster one of them will be gone the most likely is Draymond Green as it sounds like so really? unless he has a great year so yeah I, I do not think I think he makes it through this year but then he is he is probably not. So you there think it's just now. because of luxury tax and not the Jordan Poole thing? Well, that doesn't help. But 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 ultimately, I think a year ago, and, and here's what they were. The caveat is, if things could change, so say that they have another great year, they get to the postseason. Draymond Green has a good year, kind of resurrects some things a little bit, and he's great against opposing big men in the playoffs, and they win a title. They may reconsider who they actually get rid of. But a year ago, they did not think they were going to pay Wiggins and Poole like they have, and so that changed the dynamic because they're trying to build I mean, up two tracks. But if you're the Golden State Warriors, don't you? aren't you a little nervous about getting rid of totally. Draymond, breaking he, up the he, trio? He's your edge. You just yeah. want to kind of just run it all as far as you can, I think. I don't know. It, like, why be, not pay it if you've been paying it? What's another 100 mil? What do, they, what do these guys <laughs> care? What do they care? Well, if they didn't live in San Francisco where everything was so expensive just to live, they, I mean, it's true. the cost of rent there is like 150 mil a month. Jake Hawkins. Uh, shit. Yeah. Jake Hawkins, do you think Draymond Green? Nope. Next one. Shit. Thoughts on the recent announcement from wait, the... Wait, wait, what bet hit? Like, so you're going... Sorry. <laughs> Jawan Johnson, anytime touchdown, and he had to have over 20 yards. Okay. I apologize. That's okay. unprofessional, and I'm an ass. Uh, Jake Hawkins, thoughts on the recent announcement from the NFL that they'll play a game on Black Friday starting next year? I don't, you know, I don't hate it, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just going to be on every night? Are we going to get to the point? Here's what I don't like. is There are certain things. That is a state championship Friday for an awful lot of, like, there are certain things the NFL has always done. And it's not just the colleges, but they've often left high schools alone on Friday night, and I kind of like that. That's their developmental. I don't, there's enough stuff going on there. The NFL, this feels greedy and unnecessary. 
The NFL sounds greedy? No yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one from the Hawk. If Michigan and Ohio State both make it to their showdown undefeated, do you think the winner of that game will win the national championship? Uh, I think they'll be in the run. I don't think there's a team this year that those teams can't compete with. I do not think Georgia, the Georgia team that I've seen so far, is going to push Michigan around the same way. And so that would be would be interesting. I, and Ohio State, I said, would be my pick now. Uh, next one from the Hawk. How bad does the Russell Wilson trade look now for the Denver Broncos? Not great. It's what, $245 million? Yeah, but it's what they gave up for him, too. Yeah. It's guaranteed money, and you gave up mortgage your future for, and then you're looking at Geno Smith, who's got better stats. I mean, would he, yeah. And he's and, less weird. And I don't, yeah, I don't think Seattle misses I Russell I got to say, Wilson. that would bother me the most is the weirdness from Russell Wilson. It's so unauthentic. It's just, it drives me nuts. Yeah. Who would you rather have, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? Oh, Deshaun. Really? Yeah. On a massage bed. Man. I mean, I'm serious. I'd rather have him thrown from, from a massage bed. Uh, Jake Hawkins, have you, <laughs> no, 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 it's tired. Uh, have you seen the rookie feds yet? Do you like it? I have not because my wife and I are still, uh, we're like 10 episodes behind the last season. And I know it, it loops in with the. Uh, when it, that commercial comes on, Therese goes, who watches this? Right here. This guy. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> well, we watched the other rookie. Yeah. Oh, it I mean, looks it's so it's, hacky. It's campy. It's not like, like oh, Chicago on. PD is so much better, but we we enjoy it. We we enjoy it for what it is. The equalizer. It's, do you watch that with Queen Latifah as it, well? No, it's just pretty 50 light. 50 million people. Can't be wrong. Yeah. God. There's so many other things on devices and I'm, I'm not TV. Gonna, you could throw a tennis ball and hit PBS and find something more interesting. I, I, I guarantee Yeah, I'm not arguing with you. I, I'm not going to stick up for the rookie the way I do a girls 5 of. Wow, that speaks volumes. Um, Upper Deck Jerk Guy, how many ideas do you get and write about for income from listener takes and questions? Uh, there are things that go on here that definitely go into my sort of uh, bank of, of column ideas. Or if, if I see something that's a trend and I think that's interesting to explore, you know, we had the one tonight, like... Yeah, but it's not a bad thing. I know no, he's trying no. to bust balls, but I think it's good to you know hear from I've, readers. Right? I've told my bosses this before. There are lots of things where this show benefits the LSJ. There are things it doesn't in terms of the time and energy it takes away, but but there are lots of things it helps in terms of ideas, and that's 90% of the job is coming up with the ideas. And um, and so the, like the, the, the idea today about looking at the, the, the recruiting classes and the stars of all the guys starting in the Michigan-Michigan State game and sort of putting them side by side, I think that's – that's fascinating, and, and who those guys were coming out of high school. Upper deck jerk guy, what is the most expensive thing you've purchased that you're still hiding from your significant other? What do you got, like a hooker in the closet? What do you, no. Why do you have to go so, I don't why know, have to be so vulgar? Yeah, just fix it. Yeah, don't go post. full lats. Um, well, the Magic Johnson Larry Bird rookie card was something I did without speaking to my wife first. Now, she's very supportive of my hobby, but when you're getting into a $1,000, $1,200 card range, the guy did a payment option with no uh, interest on it, so I felt like I had to do it, and we just talked about it afterwards. So I try, I, obviously, I do not try to do it all the time, but that is pretty much. I didn't. I'm not hiding it from her currently, but it did take a couple days <laughs> for when it arrived in the mail, and the uh, the lady that delivers our mail got really excited about it. So she's like, "Wait, what? Is, what is that in there?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah." I'm trying to think of anything that that's still. I mean, I'm sure there are things. I can't think. That's a good one, and I don't. I don't really have something. But you're up front. I like it. Treese and I are up front, honest. Yeah. It's not really anything that we. That's why I got married to yes. her, is because there's no strife with that. But it was when you get up into four digits, it's, you're pressing your luck. That's right, all I'm going to say. Right. Without yeah. saying something to her first. Yeah. Uh, upper deck jerk guy. Do they dress in costumes in the press box for near Halloween games? 
How about you suggest some good costumes for your peers? I'm going to dress up as Chris Solari. And, uh, Please do. And, and <laughs> Dude, The post-game video would be great. Oh, my God. Just pretending You're to be him, just fiercely staring into the camera, doing his faces <laughs> would be fantastic. Uh, people, people tend not to. I have not, I, I'm not saying nobody ever has, but there's not one that I can remember. If you show up as Hondo, though, oh, yeah. you'll bring the house down. Uh, Upper Deck Jury Guy, have you ever received nudes from someone that you didn't know? I mean, what do you mean by not knowing? Like, haven't met in person yet, or you've been talking to? Right. You take I mean, it wherever you want to go. <laughs> well, I've received nudes from someone that I was talking to that I didn't know them really, really personally. Yeah. Personally, yeah. There you go. No, no. Uh, Upper Deck Jerk Guy, have you ever been cyberbullied? Want to be? I don't believe so. I, uh, luckily, to be old enough to avoid that. Like, I feel oh. bad for, like, teenagers now, middle schoolers now. Can you imagine going through middle school today with that stuff? Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. Actually, I yeah, I think so because the kids are soft now. Like they're all like Tony Dombrowski. I, I think I would have I would have thrived in this era of of kids. Seriously, <laughs> I see your time. I see guys like Tony. I mean, I like Tony. I would like to get him on the show. He makes me laugh. I love his passion. But it's seriously like I, I'm watching these kids at the Pistons game last night. I'm like, these kids are soft as shit. I would love to be. I would have been like like running shit. Uh, upper deck jerk guy. How much pea soup have you already had this fall? Fair bit. It's a good fall fall soup. Um, not as much as my wife does not buy it for me, and so unless I'm shopping, I don't usually wind up with it. And it's not something I eat out of the cart like sushi. There was a weekend anchor, Phil Daw- His name was Phil Dawson at Channel Ten. I know Phil Dawson. Yeah, yeah great guy, legendary. He would eat pea soup on the weekends because he anchored the weekend newscast, and it would stink up the newsroom. And he didn't give a shit. He would shave like he would drive in and we like someone that worked with us drove next to him and saw him shaving like while he was driving because he had to drive from Grand Rapids or something. He's just I love Phil Dawson. So when you're when you're as repulsive as I am, you try not to turn off your wife any way more than you already do. You can't. And so like one of the things I'm very aware of is how food smells in the kitchen. Because like there there's certain like even microwave dinners that I really like in a pinch that low calorie, whatever. But a couple of them leave a little of a stench. And, and my wife will come down and say, did you have one of your stink bowls? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. And I just know that changes the way she thinks about me. So, like, I... I, I did you put another hungry man in the microwave? <laughs> so I try Jesus. to avoid... And, and split pea soup has that effect. So usually I get into split pea soup when she is away. Uh, and lastly, from the jerk guy, who has the most groupies, Graham or Jason? It's got to be Jason. I've never had a groupie in my life. I haven't either. Wild trees. There you go. I guess. Elizabeth. We had, we had, we found. Oh, yeah, our wives. Oh, Oh, we got. (laughs) We appreciate all of you uh, for taking part in in making the show. We appreciate Harry for coming on and betting the games. Uh, We hope we can make you some money this weekend. Um, Thanks to Firekeepers Casino and uh, the iCasino and Sportsbook. Download the app today. Play the games with us. We appreciate Skyman. Want to get through any weekend, Skymint. Go to skymint.com. See if they deliver to you. You might not even have to leave your house to get your Skymint. Thanks to Groovy Donuts. Go to groovydonuts.com. Play special orders today. Again, they're open 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sunday. Sorry, Thursday through Sunday. And that's at the Lake Lansing and East Lansing shop and in Williamston. Appreciate Midtown Brewing Company as well. We'll uh, we'll talk to you Sunday night. Couch in the room. Yeah, man.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.